And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, kids. First of all, uh, a very early happy Halloween. Because by the time we come around next week, it'll already be November 2nd. and We've missed Halloween. So let me go out there and say happy Halloween to the kids and the ghouls and the goblins. And that's what we're going to do this, uh, this episode is we're going to listen back on some fun Halloween episodes taken straight from the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not doing too well, am I? Um so for if you're new, let me uh let me introduce myself. I am David K. Montoya. I am the founder of the Jayzomon Productions, which is the parent company yeah i think you can say parent company of the jazel modcast podcast network and the dark myth production studios which is a whole nother game in itself so what we do here on flashback fridays is we get together every friday if you hadn't figured that out yet and we pull three old podcasts from the archives uh, we've been running since November, I don't remember now, goodness, I want to say November 26th, uh, 2012, I know it was November in 2012, I just don't remember the exact day, um, and so we've been running a while, and we've accumulated a lot of podcasts, and over the time, unfortunately, some of our podcast podcasters have become ghouls and goblins and ghosts themselves, quite literally, unfortunately. And we we have a, a big back catalog of great podcasts. So we go, we pull three. Sometimes we have a theme, like today, which is going to be our Halloween theme. And sometimes we just grab three random episodes, play them, talk about them, enjoy them. And then at the end of the day, I send you all on your merry way. Okay, so like I said, this episode, we are going to celebrate Halloween as we pull three Halloween-themed episodes from a Jaisal Modcast Podcast Network. Ha 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 ha. That actually sounded more like the count, huh? One podcast. Ha 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 ha. Two podcasts. All right, I'll stop. Okay, let's see. Diving into the podcast archives, we are pulling. Do, 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 We're going to start with. Where do we want to start? Let's start with. Don't get us started, number 12, All Hollows Eve. Recorded Halloween night. Well, released Halloween night, 2013. 
Um, and it says, This week for Halloween, Sadie and Lacey bring back what we think co-host David K. Montoya, this guy, as they continue to talk about the ghost stories and creepy supernatural occurrences. So I don't know if, if it rolls over or it well, I'm not sure, but let's go ahead, let's sit back and find out what they are talking about. And because I, I kind of remember, but I don't really remember. It's it's well, it's been what almost five years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, so go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Don't get us started, number 12, All Hallows Eve. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. Welcome to Don't, Don't Get, get us, us Started. We're happy to have you here with us tonight. This is our Halloween, Halloween. show. Or do I have to pay money for that now? I don't know. Oh, God, I hope not. <clears throat> anyway, um, cha cha cha. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't have to pay, right? right. <laughs> um, before we start Halloweening, uh, this is the last show that we'll be doing in the month of October. Yes, and we want to again remind everybody that it's Breast Cancer it's Awareness, Awareness Month. month. Um, you'll be glad to know I got my tits smashed last week, and I got my report back already. And everything quick. is good. Yeah, they're very quick. The facility I do business with uh, medically is they're they're very on a, very on quick. It. Yeah, I got my poo poo test back and it was negative, and I got my booby test back and it was negative, and there. So I'm good to go for a whole year now. I don't have to worry about shitting in a cup or getting your boobs smashed. Exactly, oh, <laughs> being I just, violated. I can't tell you how I love to do that. <laughs> Yeah. too. I just, oh, I adore it. <laughs> but in any case, it was good. And I told you last week, the, the mammography itself was really cool because we had that new digital yeah, how uh, that machine. And it was amazing how, um, comfortable it was. Actually, I was, really? yeah, it was different. When they told me on the phone that they had this new machine, the lady said, I don't know whether it hurts the same as the others or not. Right. Well, in fact, the the full frontal, if you will, uh, uh, view that they do first mm -hmm. was essentially painless. They did. Okay. They don't have to smash it down so hard to in order to get a good picture because it's a digital okay um, uh, machine. Yeah, for one of a more accurate. I'm I'm so not mechanical, but anyhow. Uh, but the side one, yeah, was still pretty uncomfortable because it has to hold your tit up right. in a different way. But it was still not as bad. It's just the angle that they have yeah. to it. Yeah, it was still not as bad as they have been on the on the other machines. Right. So, and then she showed me the picture and everything. It was cool. I could look at it. And, of course, I didn't know too much what I was looking at. Right. And, you know, but um, it was very clear. There was... Nothing that you could look at and go, oh, I Ooh, wonder what that, that is. Right. You know, if you know how to read those things, it was clear you'd know exactly what you were looking at. Right. So those of you who have the opportunity to use the new digital machines, and I'm sorry, I can't tell you exactly what their name is, but, you know, new digital would work. Um, then, yeah, I'd sure recommend it because it was far 
more comfortable. It was faster. She just had to do one front on and one side for each breast, and that was it. So it was it was so you it was plopped good. it on the table, got two pictures of yeah. each, and put yeah. it back in. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly it. And um, and then I was telling her, what was I telling her about our podcast? I was mentioning some. Oh, I told her that we talk about breast cancer awareness uh-huh. on the podcast, and then she thought that was really cool. Yeah, because they they give you things. I got this little um, pink ribbon um, sticker. It's supposed to go on your car actually, but I didn't I didn't want to put it on my car, so I put it on my refrigerator. Like nobody will ever see it, but that's okay. <laughs> and um, an emery board and a pink candy they give you. It's like, oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> a candy. A candy. Well, you know, they want you to feel good about going. And and it's like giving a kid a sucker when he goes to the dock. Right. You know, so. But anyhow, uh, don't forget men. This also applies to you. Breast cancer does, unfortunately, affect men as well as women. Yes. Maybe not with as much frequency. But uh, it does happen. So we want to encourage you that if you have any concerns about your body at all, breasts or not, don't have don't stick out. your head in the sand and like an ostrich. Don't go to, go to the Google because then you're going to be misled. Then you're going to freak out. You need to go to the doctor. Who knows what they're talking about? Yeah, don't go where... To get mis- like Google. Yeah, you, know, you can, I mean, you can get some valid not by information. diagnosis. You can get some valid information online, but not particular to your body. You, you can kind of get an idea and tell your doctor, you know, I looked at this and I have some of these symptoms. Yeah, and your doctor's going to go, what'd you do? Read that on the internet? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, like I said, don't, don't play ostrich. Not with your health. It's not worth it. If your gut tells you something's wrong, most likely there might be. Well, yeah, and the graveyards are full of people that went, oh, it'll be okay. You know, I have a cartoon that's stuck up on my refrigerator, uh-huh. and it's a cemetery. And and the, one of the headstones reads, I don't know why we need to get an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I love that cartoon. I think it's hilarious. Anyhow, David's here. David, Hi, David. David Montoya is with us. David K. Montoya. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. See, that's David K. Montoya doing his, <laughs> I'm really awake and not just sleepy like I was 10 minutes ago. Not when even came, 10 minutes. When we came home from the gym. <laughs> I wake up really fast. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does. He's a good kid. He's here tonight, too, because we're going to have ghost stories. Well, actually, also, I wanted to pop in and let you know that because this is falling on a quote-unquote holiday, you don't have a time limit. We don't. Oh my gosh. Really? We're not going to get slapped in the hand with a ruler again? Special dispensation? No, because I was checking Stitcher last night. And because of, you know, what was going on, I just wanted to make sure. Right. Just to clarify, we are back online. Right. Okay. So So we're we're not grounded no more? No. Our, our bad girl, bad boy, Oh, yeah. No longer Time restriction. Up. That's why when I went and looked at my phone today, I had like almost forty notifications. So ah, all good. the all the past notifications uh-huh. hit my phone at once. So everybody oh. that will okay. get all the notifications of all the past right. shows that they hadn't been told about, and there are some good ones back there. Yes, too. Some yes. very good ones. So so take a listen. Yeah, please go back and listen. So I went and I was just being nosy and looking around, and I found it. it, it 
said something about holidays, and then I went and looked and and looked at anything that's observed in the United States because obviously it changes per country. Right. And it says Halloween, so you guys, cool. it's Halloween time. Cool. And it's going to air on Halloween, so you got unlimited cool. time. Halloweeny. Well, we have Halloween decorations, but nobody can see them. But we do have a skull. No, just a couple. I didn't go out this year. I did take down my spider web over my fireplace and all my spiders because yeah, we had that storm. Pretty, yeah. And it was cold and I wanted a fire. So yeah. we took all that down. Yeah. Um, let me just jump in and say, I don't know who did it, but it scared the shit out of me. And I kind of laughed a couple days later. Um, we have powdered laundry. <laughs> Okay, I found out who did it. I did it. <laughs> and um, I, I was getting a scoop, and I seen something black in there. <laughs> and I looked at it, <laughs> and I dumped it, and it, it was a spider sticking out. And I literally, I, I probably squealed like a little girl. I was like, ah! I put a black plastic spider in the laundry detergent box. <laughs> you did that on purpose. It was sitting there, and I thought it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha. It's not hard enough to get him to help around the house. you got to got to complicate things with spiders in the laundry detergent. I don't know. So then I, I thought I seen something coming from its underbelly, and I was like, wait a minute. And I took the <laughs> cup, and I flipped it over, and I seen the ring. I'm like, fuck. If I were you, I think I would find something icky to fold into her underwear when I folded up the laundry one day. But that would be I me. have kids. Nothing frightens me. Well, this is that's that's this not is, quite true. This is true. I can walk up behind. Even for being a fat guy, I can walk up. Silently. Her. Oh yeah, I would. You'd he be, did that to me yesterday. I had a knife in my hand. You'd, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you'd be you'd be a dead man on the floor if you did that shit to me. You know. <laughs> but it would be worth it. It really would. It, it, the thing is, I make Ernie stomp, and you're gonna laugh at this, but I found out from watching. Oh, you're gonna hate me because I I'm so bad with names of movies. The movie where Adam Sandler has Jennifer Aniston pretend to be his wife so he can uh, get laid by a lot of other people and he wears a wedding ring so nobody will know he's uh, they won't think he's available right actually i know what you're talking about yeah well anyhow in that movie uh, uh jennifer aniston said something about getting startled and nicole kidman says oh that's one of the first signs of uh menopause is getting startled. And, oh. I, and and I startle very easily now where I did not necessarily used to. I think I've so always I went online easily. and I in, investigated that. And sure as shit, it's one of the, uh, sign, not signs. It's a, it's comes along with the, the benefit package, if you will, of, of menopause. And so I told Ernie this because, because he has a terrible habit. Of, like, we have sort of a circle in our house. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in the kitchen, and then there's the so-called dining room, and then you turn right and go into the living room, and you go all the way around, and you circle, and you come back. If you work it right, you come back into the kitchen again. Okay. So he'll start out, in like, his desk and computer is in the living room, and he'll be at the computer, and, I've you know, I'm in the kitchen cooking or washing or doing whatever. And I know he's in there. I see him. Yeah, he's in there. You know, and I come in. And then without telling me, he gets up and he goes into another room somewhere else. And then he comes into the kitchen <laughs> and walks right up behind me and goes, Hi, I just wanted to tell you that <laughs> and I'm on the ceiling now. Okay. 
And so finally, I I told him, I said, listen, you you just cannot do that, okay? Right. I'm fucking 73 years old. <laughs> You're going to give me a goddamn heart attack if you don't stop this shit. So, Sound familiar, honey? <laughs> so now when he comes into the kitchen in the morning, like when he gets up in the morning, you know, and he go, and his defense is, well, there's nobody else in the house but me. And I go, yeah, that doesn't okay. count. That doesn't count because, A, you might be wrong, and, B, you're in the... You're in the bathroom. Uh-huh. You're not in the kitchen. So who's coming up behind me going, boo? You know? Right. So, so I make him stomp or make noise or say, hi, honey, I'm coming out now or <laughs> anything to give me a clue. Because when I'm working in the kitchen or wherever I'm working, I, my mind is going a mile a minute. I'm always thinking about the whatever. book or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I'm working, what project I'm working on, what I want to do that day, something. It's right. always going on in my head. I'm focusing on stuff like that. What I'm doing is automatic. Right. You know, at, at my age, you can cook anything yeah. automatically, you know, so I don't have to focus on the cooking. So I'm, my, my mind is wandering and it isn't thinking like, okay, is he coming around the corner right. yet? Is he coming around the corner yet? So I make and so he and he bless him. He's really good about it. He's he very rarely slips up anymore because I just give him hell for it. I really do. I I do everything but hit him. And I have Dave has gotten slapped been before tinted. out of instinct. I, I was tinted. just but he'll he he'll come in and he stomps on the floor or if he's barefoot he'll go <laughs> on the wall like that coming around the corner. Here I come. I'm coming around the corner now. And I'll go, thank you, honey. That's very nice you of you. You need to put jingle bells on his slippers I, that way. I, I have told him in, in public when when I lose track of him in Walmart or somewhere, uh-huh. I say, God damn, I'm going to put a bell around that sucker's <laughs> neck one of these days. And the ladies around me always laugh. They think uh-huh. that's hilarious, you know. But, yeah, that it's it's come to that point. You're going to wear a bell or you're going to fucking let me know you're coming. That's all there is to it, you know, because I'm not going to go through this shit. No, he does it and he sits there and laughs. And... Yeah, ha, ha. I, <laughs> let me see. How would you look without teeth? Ah, uh, yeah, funny. Uh-huh. Very funny. So there you go. Yes. That's one way to, to play Happy Halloween. Yeah, he likes doing that too. Yeah, it's not fucking funny at all. I'm not, but then I'm not a it's practical joker. It's not funny. Joker. It's hysterical. No, yeah. only to you. To you. <laughs> only to you. I'm not a practical joke appreciator at all. I do not appreciate any aspect of practical jokes. <laughs> I find them neither practical nor jokes as far as that goes. And so, mm-mm, no, not for me. But we weren't going to talk about that tonight. We were going to talk about scary stuff and that's scary but not our last podcast we talked about a lot of stuff yes we did we talked about a lot of stuff we were going to talk about ghost stories we did talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. ghost stories i told some of my dad's ghost stories and you said i talked about mine you said that david had some ghost stories well he's got more uh, being put on the spot here. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, didn't you guys, weren't you guys talking a little bit about the house you lived in that was haunted? Yes. It was, uh, we, we lived, the street was a little beaver here in Apple Valley. And it was just a, a two, what, what would you call it? And what they were. Like a duplex? Well, there's only two. 
That's a duplex. Duplex, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so but the garages separated them, so it was almost like a little house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I was going to say is I don't know, you know, if anything was happening on the other side. You know, yeah, with right. Too. But, yeah, there was stuff, um, like I was saying, I don't know if I said it on podcast prior, but I was talking to Carrie, and Terry and I were talking about it. Um, you know, I used to see a dog running around all the time. And I'd get pissed off, you know, Connie! And look down, and he's, like, right now. You know, he's right there at your feet. Calling your dog, yeah. your dog's name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking it was your dog. Yeah. But by running around, you mean in the house? In the house, With yeah. you? A big I, dog? A big dog, yeah. And, and from what I can remember, it looked like a lab, you know. Um, now, then, now, okay, now, when you say you saw a dog, did you actually, like, just like you see Cody laying here at my feet? Yes. Or a filmy no. thing that kind of looked like a dog. No. Anything that I've ever seen has been completely solid. There, there's there been no transparency or, or anything like that. Anything supernatural that I've, I've witnessed is completely solid. Did you hear the dog make noise when he ran around in the house at all? Did he bark or toenails scratch on the floor or anything like that? No. I think it, it I caught it out of my peripheral. Yeah. And you know, oh my it, it looked like it, you know, it was just being rowdy and running around. And you thought it was your dog, but yeah, your because, dog in fact was beside you and yes. it wasn't. <clears throat> and that <clears throat> and you stayed in that house. You stayed lived in that house for 8 years. Jesus Christ. What do you need to to provoke you into moving? Probably poltergeist, throwing shit at us. I I was going to say feeling threatened. Um which is interesting because I know I told about, you know, the entity waking up. I woke up and, and that entity was in the room. And um, that year is actually when we moved. That happened in 2002. Yeah, now our our listeners that heard you tell that in a previous podcast yes, know podcast. what you're talking about. But right. we may have listeners tonight who don't. Why don't you back up just a shade and, and kind of bring them up to snuff on that one. Okay, um, so like I said, in 2010, we lived in an apartment, and Lacey and I were asleep, and I I woke up to someone calling me by my middle name, and it was very odd, because the only people that called me by my middle name is blood relatives, mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm not a huge fan of, of being called Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you call me Dave, she calls right, me Dave. Right, right. Uh, so anyway. And Ernie almost got slapped by calling you Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, and he was—he thought he was being cute, oh, misguided. Um, what can I tell you? <laughs> and then I, I heard, you know, at first it was like it was very gentle. It was a very soft, you know, Kevin, Kevin, and it—it it, it sounded like maybe um, a teenage voice or maybe someone in their early twenties. It was just a, a young voice, and. <clears throat> I remember opening my eyes and seeing this figure. Now, mind you, all the, the lights were out, and I could see this figure. So it was blacker than black. It was blacker than dark. And mind you, when David doesn't have the glasses on, he's blinder than a bat. I am. And um, Yeah, I get that. I am too. But I could see it. I could see it fine. And it was standing there. How close to you was Probably it? from standing. from <laughs> this, from the couch to the door. So the garage door, fifteen so, feet. Yeah, and you could see it. I could see it perfectly. Black perfect. on black. Yes, because it stood out in the darkness. Hmm. And um, it was 
at first it was trying to present itself as being nice and peaceful. And I I said, you're not peaceful. You're not nice. You know. Mm. And I mean, you're, you actually spoke those words. I said that. I said, you're, you're not peaceful. You're not an angel or something. And from that point, from going, Kevin went into a... <laughs> you know, like, oh, very demonic. Oh, fuck guy. me. And, um... It, it laughed like that? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got hair raising around your forearms is what he just stopped for a minute um, to show me there. And as I was laying there, uh, and I mentioned this in the, you know, previous episode, being raised Pentecostal, one of the things is if you ever come against a demonic force, you can plead the blood of Jesus, which is, it's the same montage of, you know, surrounding yourself with the white light of the Holy Spirit. Or, you know, saying a chant or, you know, that type of thing. Same process. Something it's, it's something to call some protection. Some, right. Some clean power on your side, right. so to speak. And um I got I only got a few words out. And and when it came to the point of actually saying Jesus, I froze. I couldn't say anything. And um at that point that's when it started moving closer. And I'm saying it in my head. You know, I'm saying the whole thing in my head, mm-hmm. and I remember it saying, it has to be verbal. You know, mocking me, because I can't speak, but I'm saying it in my head. It has to be verbal. And so I'm struggling, I'm struggling to say it, and it's getting closer. And finally, just I was able to break that from whatever, and as I, I said the whole thing, I shot up. I set up screaming. Yeah. And um, it disappeared. That was that was the the last of of those those type of things. Now to to play devil's advocate. Okay, go ahead. How do you know you weren't asleep and dreaming this? Because it woke me up. You've never had a dream. You've never dreamed a dream where you woke up in the dream, but you were still asleep dreaming? Um, I mean, I never have. I'm just, like him, playing no, devil's no, advocate. It, it, no, it's okay. I when, From being young to actually almost up, well, to the point of meeting Lacey to a few years after Lacey, I would have nightmares so frequently. Thank you. <laughs> you say I've had nightmares into the life. No, I'm saying, actually, they went away after shortly after I met you. Um, in fact, that was one of the things when she spent the night with me for the first time, I gave her a heads up. I said, don't freak out. This is probably what's going to happen. I'm going to make some type of noise. That's an indicator from anybody around me to wake my ass up now. Mm, And that's, that's what happened. Nightmares. Yeah. Because at some point, and if it's a scary dream, doesn't matter what kind of scary, if it's a nightmare, I have the ability to concept of I'm dreaming. This isn't real. This is a dream. But you can't wake yourself up. Right. Ah, okay. All and right. Then, so, and then well, I would make a weird noise. Because that and, would definitely be a case where if you were dreaming that experience, you would have right. wanted to try to wake yourself up. And I've always had that, that ability to, to comprehend that this is not reality. It's kind of like when you're dreaming and that you're peeing. Have you ever dreamed that? You never dreamed you were going to the bathroom? Oh, my God, I've dreamed that so much. Did you wake up wet? 
No, because I always, I always stop the dream just before I pee. Because I think that must be from, you know, intense toilet training on my parents' part or something. Because, uh, not, I have many, many times dreamed that I was sitting on a toilet, you know, and oh, thank God, I finally get to pee. And then, uh, no, no, wake up. And then I wake up and sure enough, I have to pee and I'll go right. pee. But, but I remember on, on more of a funnier note, you know, that first night. Um, how does it? How does it sound? How do? He makes a moaning noise. What does? Him do. when oh, he's having a nightmare. You do? Uh-huh. Even to this day, I do. And uh, I remember. What you know, can I ask, or can you tell what kinds of nightmares you are talking about? Usually being chased by demons. Or fighting a demon. Really? Yeah. Because I think that has to do a lot with me being raised in a very strict hellfire and brimstone family. Yeah, I thought I had been, but dang, you got me beat there. And do you think the noise you're making is is you making a noise, or do you think it's the demon that's chasing you making the noise? Because it sounds pretty demonic. No, it's me. It's it me. Is you. As I'm speaking in my dream, like, wake me up. Wake me up, that's what's coming out of my mouth. Is, uh, uh, no, I mean, I talk in my sleep. I wake up saying, you fat fucking bitch! I do that. I Well, I don't wake up saying, you fat fucking bitch. I wake up saying, you leave that fucking redhead alone, <laughs> or I will tie your dick in a knot. That's what I do. I woke up beating Ernie up one night. I did. I was yeah. I was hitting on him. And he's like, what, what? <laughs> I do! And, and I go, don't leaving. play innocent with me. I saw you with that fucking redhead. <laughs> And he's like, Jesus, Maryland, wake up. And I, I am awake. And then yeah. I start to cry. Yeah. You know, because it, you do start coming awake, you know, but then the, the, the pain of, of the dream, Don't you know, sort of, you sort of start thinking about it consciously, you know, and then I'd be sitting there crying. I am awake. And he'd go, no, you're not. You're still crying. You know, he'd have to turn on a light and get me to look at him right. to actually get totally awake, you know, and even then that's, remnant of that dream sort of still stays with you and you have to just kind of yeah this one really does it all the time Jeez, not about dude. a redhead but me leaving him or me not being home when he comes home how funny how and he'll funny. be all upset and i know because those are real i mean those those dreams well not they're not real but i mean the dreams they feel real feel very real they, they do they feel very real i know i know but i've never dreamed <clears throat> And I don't, I don't like say my prayers at, at night. And I don't surround myself with, uh, you know, God or anything like that at night. But I knock wood till now. I've never dreamed about being chased by a demon or I, in I the usually, presence of a demon. I usually get to the point where there's like no hope that I'm going to be, you know, killed or whatever from the, the pursuer. And that's usually around the point of when I realize that this isn't real. Wow. Now, I, I, I got to oh, ask. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And, and then I was going to say, at that point, you know, I got up and had a cigarette and walked around and checked on Jay. So yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. I was sleeping. Yeah. 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 I got to ask you, you are so into the world of uh, myth and, and, <laughs> and monsters and zombies and otherworldliness and so on. I find it interesting that you that you are interested 
and to the to an enjoyment level of these kinds of topics, if you will, I would think if if you had those kinds of nightmares a lot, you'd want to be away from that sort of thing more. I mean, I can see you with bunnies and daisies <laughs> more than I can blood-sucking vampires or right. whoever. Well, with that, I think it's more of a control issue because I know they're make-believe, and I have control if I get, you know, which hasn't happened in years. I mean, but if, if it gets to the point of being too frightened, I can just turn it off and walk away. You know. That's true. That's true. You, you can control the book, the story, the right. cartoon, the, the movie, right. whatever. <clears throat> that and, again, being raised in Hellfire and Brimstone, that kind of translates through my imagination of, you know, these, these dif- different creatures. Because, again, being Pentecostal, or being raised Pentecostal, rather, um, you know, our... our book of choice is revelations you know and there's oh, yeah. there's lots oh, yeah. of creatures in that yeah you know so i think it yeah. kind of falls into that too i've actually sat and wondered about it myself yeah i think it's it is kind of an interesting choice for you to make and you do make consciously make that choice uh you watch that kind of movie i know you do you were you know you you watch you read those kinds of books and stories. You like being scared when it's a like you say a controlled setting, right? I guess you know because you can always put the book down if because you get it's scared. An, it's, it's an artificial feeling, right? It's, yeah, you know because I I know. Now, have you ever seen a movie that didn't feel artificial that really scared the Exorcist. crap out of you? Exorcist to this day, exactly. I was that's what I was thinking too. That's the only yeah. one that. I'll tell you another one that's like that. There, actually, there are two or three Exorcist-type movies. Um, one, um, is it called The Right? Yes, that's a good movie. Um, that's That was pretty fucking scary. Okay. Um, is that the one where they do the exorcisms? There's, there's also one that's about five years old or so where they... they did some exorcisms. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was in it. That's the right. That's the right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because those, to me, those movies, uh, they display a, like what you might be talking about in your dream, a sort of um, lack of control, maybe, right. on the, the victim's part. Well, that and exorcism to me is very real. For the fact, it, okay, I work at a Catholic hospital. In mm. the very Back at the Catholic hospital, it used to be the psych ward. There is a specific room, a patient room. You cannot go into. You are not allowed. Administration, CEO, has the key to that room. That's it. What is that and where they do? That's where the boy had the exorcism. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Yes. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. Prior to you working there. Oh, yeah, prior. Yeah. Like, we're talking, because that's the old part of the hospital, so probably, you know, 80s. But now, do they think that the exercised demon is in the room? Um, Locked in? I mean, come on, if they're demons, can't they get out? I mean, they're well, yeah, lockable. Yeah. But it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a gateway. You walk through that door, it's a gateway into something you don't know, you don't want to know. Mm. So they keep it locked. 
Mm. And I, I mm. walk to the door, and I just, I, I, I feel it. I now, how did you find out about that room? Um, a, a friend of mine who is, is uh, co-worker? Yeah, a co-worker. He's, he's very religious, and he was talking about it. And mm. I was like, oh, bullshit, you know, that's, I mean, that, that'd be great for a story, you yeah. know, but, nah, you know, that's, that's make-believe. He's like, no, come here, I'll show you. He showed me. That it was locked. Yeah. Does it have a, does it have a sign on it that says don't come in here under no, no, you, peril of losing your soul no, or something? The only thing you'd notice is if you go back all the way back into the hospital to the old section, mm. it looks just like a regular room, but the only thing that sticks out is the door has a lock. It's the only door that has a lock on it in the whole hospital. Hmm. So nobody can go in there because the boy had an exorcism in there. Correct. Now, I don't get that. Hmm. You know, I don't know if that's designated for exorcisms. Or I whatever, was going to say, is that uh, where they go to do them? But do they, do they still, well, you wouldn't know because they wouldn't tell anybody if they did. No. How did the word get out about the one that was done? Do you know? I'm trying to remember. How long? Do you know how long ago it, it was? It was in the 70s or 80s. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, I can see the the reality of of exorcisms based on on um, the fact that a lot of people appear possessed, whether they are possessed or not, I don't know. But that wouldn't be, if I was a psychiatrist. I was watching something on TV. Somebody with a mental illness Mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. the 40s and 50s. Yeah. They said they were possessed. Well, further back than that even. But yeah, they, what I mean is, if I was a. As a manic depressant or bipolar. Right. Right. Okay, here's a question for you. What. Because you like, you know, the paranormal more yeah. so than I do. Um, because there's a, a point where I won't cross. What scares you when it comes to paranormal? What is it that gives you the willies? What gives you the heebie-jeebies? Or have you not experienced the point of being scared? Personally, anything yeah. that stories with me, I my hair has been tugged. At your aunt's house. Uh-huh. And it didn't really scare me. It gave me the goosebumps because somebody touched me who I couldn't see. The only thing I guess that really scared me was at your mom's house when my name was called three times. Right. We talked about that last episode. But at the, I mean, I wasn't scared where I went to sleep in the room because I continued sleeping in the room. I continued yeah. living in that home. Yeah. So I've never been scared what, to the point. Where what about in your imagination? What what do you think it would take to scare you? Can you think of any situation? Well, if my family's being threatened, if silverware comes flying out of my drawers and knives come flying out of my knife block, then fuck then, you! I'm out of here. <laughs> that might get your attention. Yeah, but if, but a dog running around the room doesn't. I mean, no. to me, that's pretty much the same thing. No. Well, no. dogs and kids. You saw no, kids, too. But if something okay. would be like my remote control would stand on the coffee table and it moved, too. Or if it just hung up in the room and suspended oh, or something. there you go. What? The shoes. Your shoes in Vegas. Oh. Tell that story. I'll be right back. Okay. 
me and my mother-in-law went to State Line for a bingo tournament. <clears throat> and I had brought in two pairs of shoes with me. And my one shoes were making my back hurt. Right. So then I got my flip-flops out. Well, I had them in my bag. And I had all my stuff scattered on the bed because I was getting ready. We were going to the tournament. And I went to go get my shoes. I seen them on the bed. I turned around talking to my mother-in-law. I went to go grab my shoes. My shoes weren't there. I'm like, what the fuck? I was just talking to her, so I know we were the only two people in the room. Couldn't find my shoes. They weren't under the bed because you know how they have the box, you know, where you can't put nothing underneath the bed. Right. They right. weren't on the floor. They weren't under the blankets. They weren't put back in my bag. They weren't in the bathroom. They weren't in the little closet cubby hole. Right. So I ended up putting my other shoes on. We had to go. Right. So we came back. I still didn't have my shoes. So I'm teasing. Okay, whoever in the fuck's in the room, can I please have my shoes back? And I turn to grab something off the dress, turn my shoes were laying on top of one another sitting on the bed. So I told the room, I said, thank you for giving my shoes back. Ooh-wee. And that, did that, that didn't scare you? <laughs> no. Oh. Then, after David, we come I, home. Did you think they picked up your voice, David? Okay, all right. And then and when I came back home, David's shoes were missing. So I'm like, really? All right, give David that's, his shoes back. That's not unusual, though, because the baby's always taking right. stuff and wandering right. off with it. Right. But this was free for walking. Yes. Oh, this was before the baby was walking mm -hmm. and taking stuff. Okay. Yes. So you said give, give so David's shoes back. So I said, back. oh, come on. Did you come home with me, you shoe nabber? Come on, give David his shoes back. And David's shoes were laying one on top of each other on my bed. Oh, my goodness. And we tore the bed apart. Now, you're telling me this about this house that we're in right now. Uh-huh. See, now that bothers me. <laughs> okay. But to me, my with shoes are on my shoes, feet. <laughs> and it happening twice. Now, that ha that was it wasn't uh, scary. two years ago, roughly, a year and a half or so ago. It wasn't scary to me. I just thought I was like a playful spirit or a little kid. Yeah, 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 I suppose. Now, if I asked for my shoes and they got chucked on my forehead, then yeah, I know, fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah, I, or if they dropped out of the ceiling yeah. or something like that, that but would... You said you it. Please and thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something to be said for that. Now, we talked last time, too, about the Long Island medium. Yes. Uh, because I, we both watch her and, and enjoy her and, and, and that's one thing she does. She'll, she'll cleanse, so to speak, a house. Mm -hmm. In fact, she, uh, she had to do that for her dad because. Her uh, dad's so fucking funny. I know, he's <laughs> hilarious. And, and they just, uh, are remodeling a lot on her house. So they're making, the builders are making a lot of noise in mm -hmm. her place. So it's hard for her to do readings there. So her dad, who lives next door, her dad and mom lived next door to her, said, well, you can do your readings over at our place if you want to. Right. Just be sure you clear out all the spirits right. afterwards, you know. And so she did, and she saged the place, which she goes around with a feather and smoking white, white sage, sage and uh, wafts it into the air and, and uh, t says something like, uh, 
you know, get out of here. And uh, she did that before and after and all of that. Well, then uh, in last week's show, the guy was talking about, her father was talking about, he didn't think she did a good job of getting rid of the spirits because uh-huh. they were following him to the firehouse where he's a volunteer firefighter. firefighter. And so she went down to find out what was going on down at the firehouse and then come to find out that spirit was coming through for one of the other firefighters. His parents uh were coming through wanting to let him know that they were proud of him and all that. And then... Uh, at the very end of the show, uh, she said, but I still think there's somebody else here. And her dad starts getting all uncomfortable mm-hmm. about yeah, it. Yeah, he's know? not. And okay. she says, well, it's because it's Pop. Pop was his father. Mm-hmm. And as as her grandfather, she called him Pop. So uh, she said, I think it's Pop. Well, he, she started getting goosebumps. He started getting real uncomfortable because he's very, it, you know, as much as she does this, and you know from watching yes. the show, she does this everywhere she goes. The yes. poor woman, she can't go to the bakery without having to read somebody. Right. And uh, and he knows that about her. And it's been that way for years and years and years, but he's still very uncomfortable very with uncomfortable. the whole thing. And so when she started saying, it's it's your, I think it's Pop, I think it's your dad, and he he just wants you to know that he appreciates that you tried to help when he died. Right. Because apparently his dad, I forget where it was that his father um, uh, collapsed. And uh, he was notified. The, um, uh, Teresa's father. Teresa's father was notified that his father was had collapsed. And he came on the run <clears throat> from wherever he had been. And uh, because he was a firefighter, he tried to do CPR and so on. It was too late. The gentleman had already passed. But he, the his father wanted him to know that he knew he had come and tried to help and that he appreciated that he tried to help him and that he was there uh, when he departed this world and all of that sort of thing. And she said, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to go there with you. And he, and he's going, I don't either. <laughs> you know, it was, I, I thought it was kind of interesting because like I said, this is, this is her life. This right. is what she does. She can't go anywhere without this happening. Mm-mm. At least apparently not. Uh, that's what the whole show is about right. is everywhere she goes, this happens. But I think she also has ability to. She might be able to drown it out. I don't know. Turn it out. I, I, I don't know because it can't, you know, when she's home and it's just the family, maybe, you know, things settle down somewhat, you know. It just seems that when she gets out around other people, right. uh, you know, things start happening. And I so, wish the tickets for her show wasn't so expensive. I know it, they are expensive. It's like in excess of 400 bucks to get yeah. a decent seat. And it's like, for oh, one. no, thank you. I, I'd love to see you, but no. I'll meet you, you in can, the parking lot. <laughs> they, they've got a thing now where they're doing a tweet thing, and you can you can tweet her on Twitter. <laughs> I got it right. You can tweet her, and uh, and then you get like you're in the running to be drawn to get a free reading, you know. But I'm mean, she's in Long, Long Island. I got visions of her coming to Hesperia. Hello. For, Hello. You know, that's not going to happen. But anyway, she does actually come to the West Coast. 
Um, yeah, because she was just in San Diego. Yeah, and Long Beach and a few other West Coast cities. But I don't know. Anyhow, I thought it was kind of interesting that, that she, this is stuff she deals with all the time. Now, she goes to great lengths to protect herself from negativity, from uh, anything other than than good input, so to speak. Um, I don't know what all she does. You know, we see that she sages things, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, basically all that's we... That's just a cleansing. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, if I had, if I did what she does, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be kind of, I'd be burning a lot of sage too. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit. My dad died, actually died in the room and almost in the same spot, if you think about it, that I sleep in. Because we sleep in the master bedroom of what was my parents' home and he was sleeping uh, in a, a twin bed. They had twin beds that they put together. Uh-huh. And he was sleeping in a twin bed that was in the same spot that my side of the bed is mm-hmm. when he passed. Uh, and I, I feel completely comfortable with it. And, you know, it's funny because my brother, who has since passed, uh, said one time, he says, how can you, how can you do that? I couldn't, I couldn't even be in the house. And I got, it was daddy. You know, daddy's not going to hurt me. You know, I mean, where my mom lives, the previous uh, tenant passed away in yeah. their home. I mean, they did well, there me. are people who who have phobias about right. being in a place, with, and and I suppose working in a hospital sort of takes that out of you because let's face it, there's almost nowhere you can go in a hospital. Somebody right. hasn't died. Right. You know, I mean, every room in the hospitals had a death in it practically. Yeah. Uh, and so you kind of get used to that fact. But right. even before, this was, dad died before I had medical training, before I was a respiratory therapist and worked in a hospital. Uh, but I still was not uncomfortable. Neither right. was Ernie, neither right. one of us, because he was very close with my dad too. Now my mom, when she passed, she was, technically she was at the hospital where you work when she passed. Uh-huh. But, uh, when she f- had the first of the several strokes that took her out, she told she was in the bathroom and collapsed, and she told Dad when he got her up that she was dying. And he he went to his grave regretting the fact that he never believed her, because she, you know Mom was sort of a drama queen, and you know kind of he sort of thought, yeah, sure you are. In fact, he said pretty much that, yeah, yeah, yeah sure you are. Uh, part of him may have believed it and didn't want to, so he was trying to minimize things yeah. in order to get through the experience too. Uh, but he, he regretted not having told her that, you know, he, he believed her because he thought somehow that that was important. I, I don't know. But I've never, it's never bothered me that my parents both essentially died in that same house and, right. and basically in the same rooms that I sleep in all the time. And I've never felt nervous or uncomfortable or anything. I do think about it from time to time. Uh, when I'm in that room, I do think about it, but I think that's just them saying hello, and I don't, yeah. I don't think about it too much otherwise. Well, I can follow you that way because, um, you know, my great-grandmother raised me the majority of my, my life uh, before she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And when she had the stroke, she ended up living with us a couple times, and, and she was living with us when, you know, when she passed. And my my great-grandmother... There's 
no one more pure, I guess, to me, mm -hmm. um, you know, than her. Mm -hmm. And she was unconscious in the in the room, so they, they you know they took her to the hospital. Well, she did end up passing, mm -hmm. and because my brother was living with us at the time. Um, my brother got my old room, and I got the one that my grandmother stayed in, mm -hmm. uh, just because it had its private bathroom and all this. And, and I was older, so no, I was the oldest kid, so I got the yeah seniority. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, I'd say probably the first week that I moved in there, um, I had an old touch lamp, mm -hmm. and um, it would just turn on in the middle of the night. And mm -hmm. At first, I thought, "Well, there's a glitch," mm -hmm. you know. And and if I've said that, if I say it out loud, "Oh, it's a glitch," it turned right back on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it, it it became so much of a, a regular routine of it popping up. I was just like, eh, "Turn on, touch it, go back to sleep." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the final night, because I, I didn't want to kind of verbalize or say what I was thinking, mm -hmm. it turned on, I was like, oh. turned it off, I could get halfway turned over, go back to sleep, turn back mm -hmm. on, turn back. I did this, you know, a few times, and I was like, okay, Grandma, I love you, I miss you. I yeah. know you're here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I got school in the morning, I'm really tired. Yeah. It turned off. And that was yeah. the last time it ever turned back on. That's cool. That's very cool. You, you said something that made me want to ask you a question uh how much power do you think verbalizing your fears gives them a lot can you elaborate um i believe that you can speak things into existence i think that and this is on a supernatural well not even so supernatural you know it, it's um it's it's literally almost the power of mind and and if you say you know i'm i'm afraid of this verbally out mm -hmm. loud you're literally consenting you're giving the power that you have away verbally. well you're giving you're giving its form and substance yes in essence you're acknowledging that it exists right by speaking it out loud speaking about it out loud right if if you were If you knew it, would you speak its name? No. No, no, no. 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 Same reason. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why praying gives us the opposite, um, or I call it praying, um, surrounding yourself with the whatever you want to call it, the white light, uh, calling, you know, what did you say, the blood of Jesus? Um, yeah. The blood of Jesus Christ. What what is that called? It's it's no uh, you you said something. It's not calling the blood of Jesus. What I is plead it? plead the blood of Jesus. Okay, uh, because Jesus died for our sins and right. bled for our souls and right right that is a protective uh, verbal response to our fears. Right. I think I think that. If if we acknowledge that we are afraid to speak a demon's name because we're sure it would empower it in some way that we'd lose control of it then, 
I think that we have to sort of do go to the other side where we say uh, the things that, that give us the strength to overcome in a good way. Right. Am I saying that well? Absolutely. Okay, okay, because that's what I kind of want to get and, across. And that's, that's something... You're not, we're not defenseless, in other words, right. is what I'm kind of saying. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm getting adjusted. I'm, so I'm, am I. I'm cuddling, <laughs> well, I'm cuddling up against my... I'm sorry, I'm pushing against my hip. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cuddle me gently. Yeah. <laughs> um, me, on the other hand, I have no... You don't have anything that makes you I feel safe? I don't have safe? a religious background. Yeah. I did go to Sunday school probably about four Sundays when yeah. I was little. Yeah. So what do you do if you... Well, you said that you don't really feel threatened. Mm-mm. If you did, what do you think you would do? I don't know. See, for me, I because I, I have that, leave me the fuck alone. Because I have that upbringing that that gives me that sort of security blanket, if you will, mm-hmm. of spirituality. I don't know what else to call it. Right. Uh, I don't want to face something that's going to scare the crap out of me. But I I hope that if I did, I would be able to contend with it because I have the knowledge that I have that at my, if you will, beck and call. Right. Because you know, when I... you guys were talking about if you knew the demon's name, for me, I think it would be better to know it because then you're on a personal level with it and then you can tell it to leave you alone. Well, there's... Direct well, it's, your... it's not... It's, it's not... It's not... There's a difference between knowing its name and speaking and it. Speaking it. Okay, if you know a demon's name, just inherently know it. That's one thing. But if you speak it out loud, you empower it. Right. In fact, um, what's that one show, Ghost Adventures? Ghost Adventurers or Ghost Adventures with the young kid? Um, they went to this trailer. Paranormal State? Yes, yes, yes. And they... They were talking, and the guy kept saying the demon's name. Mm. And when the guy would say the demon's name, they'd literally go, beep. You know, like if you're mm. swearing, mm. it was literally beeping the names out. Really? Yes. Yeah, I'm glad, because that isn't something you want. Because somebody who doesn't... Okay, <clears throat> have you ever played with a Ouija board? No. Okay, yes. I have, too. I have, too, okay. But um, I, I did it... Uh, you know what they say about God watches out for fools and drunks mm-hmm. and young people playing Ouija boards, you have to add. <laughs> uh, because I didn't bless myself, I didn't prepare myself properly or anything else. I just go, oh, that'll be fun. Let's see what this does, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't touch one now because uh, I think it's a doorway. It can be. It can be a doorway. It, well, not necessarily doorway. for evil. Not, well, no, not, no, 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 no. That, that mother-in-law's tongue plant is not a doorway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it can be, it can be a tool for evil. I'll put it that way. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be because like I said, I've used it safely without any any problems, uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do one. I wouldn't use a, a Ouija board now no. with, without making damn sure I was saged and blessed and surrounded in all kinds of fucking white <laughs> I light. I mean, I wouldn't because um, I know more now than I did 
Well, if I can jump in. There's two yes. rules. There's two rules of my house. There, rule number one is no drugs in my house. Mm-hmm. Rule number two, no Ouija boards in my house. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. I get that. I get that. And I... Do we... Oh, yeah, we got unlimited time. Do you mind yeah. if I... I do, since we have a Ouija board conversation, can I tell a Ouija board story? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can still hear you go. Okay, so in order to tell this story properly, right. I have to kind of give the background of, of okay. what this is about. Okay. And my my uncle. Do we need to surround ourselves here first before we start doing all this? No, shit? no. Okay. Um, it's just stories. Oh, okay. Um, my uncle has let's see, three kids, three sons, and this is your dad's brother. Your no, brother's brother. this is my grandmother's brother okay your great uncle yes yes okay um and they well because my my great uncle he's a preacher well he was he was a preacher but he never got um accepted into the church because he denied the pentecost okay but he he believes a lay preacher yeah okay you know, but he, yeah, exactly. Okay. And him growing up, or the, the three kids, actually there's four of them now that I'm thinking about it, um, growing up in that, as the, as using your term, the PK. Right. You know, they, they all rebelled. Every one of them rebelled in some PKs way. PKs have, we, we do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but all kids do. All kids rebel in one way or another against their upbringing. Right. With PKs, it's just more noticeable because we're on pedestals to start with. Well, anyway. they lived in this house. It was a creepy-ass house to begin with. It was, like, old. Um, I think it was built in, like, 1890. Okay. Huge house. Huge. They were on huge property, too. And um, it was just a creepy, creepy place. And... The let's see. I'm trying to think if that's if he is the oldest. Our Virgil, who is actually really close to me, or he was, him and um, I think his brothers and cousins. They were all playing with the Ouija board, and <clears throat> they're sitting there and they're they're being stupid. You know, like oh, am I gonna get laid tonight? And it'll go to no. Right. And I'm like, oh. In your dreams. And they'll be like, ah, oh, fuck you. And then all of a sudden <laughs> they would go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and um, my cousin Virgil, he's like, so are you a demon or an angel? And it went, uh, you know, angel. And he's like, oh, what kind of angel? And it goes light, L-I-G-H-T, uh-huh. the angel of light. Uh-huh. And, um, again, because they were all raised by a pastor, they mm-hmm. instant they know you know the angel of light is Satan, mm. and he's like, oh bullshit, you're 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 saying you're Satan, you're no Satan, you're you know, and, and then they start you know, fuck you, I'm gonna get you tonight. I'm showing the arms again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they got done. Obviously, they forgot to close the door after they got done, and Virgil woke up speaking in different languages. Or speaking in tongues? No, no, just no, different languages. Different languages. Oh, he was he was like he woke up to his voice talking. His mouth was talking. But it wasn't his voice coming out. No. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And um, 
he thought um, to himself, he goes, this is weird. It's like a movie, thinking to himself. Yeah. And then his mouth replied, this isn't no fucking movie, boy. Oh, shit. Then he felt something. Miss Sadie's going to wait until Hubby gets off work to come and pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what, honey. That's why we say I surround myself with the white light of the Holy Spirit. But it gets better. It's a different white light. Anyway. So he said he felt like a pressure as and after that, you know, said that it was no fucking movie. He felt mm-hmm. pressure moving up, you know, up his throat and literally he felt something come out of his mouth. And now, this is any I'm sorry to no, interrupt, but this, is this the young man that you were telling me is? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's okay. his brother. Okay, all right. That's his brother. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to keep the straight in my head. Um, and after he felt it, he felt like a, ah. Then instantly he felt Relief. two huge hands grab around his throat. And he could not breathe. He, and and <clears throat> Virgil is one of the most rebellious people. He, in fact, is probably going to die soon because of his rebellion. Because he's rebelled against everything that he's been taught. Now his kidneys are, are failing. Um, his liver's failed. He needs a kidney, but, liver, but, and heart transplant. But oh. he's also been in the drug scene. He's also an alcoholic. Well, that's the form his rebellion has taken, I think, is what David is saying. Oh, is yes. I was thinking, you know, because he's rebelling against his religion. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't get that out of, no. I didn't get that out of what he was saying. But that's what I'm just saying is, that's what kind of natured person he was. He was just rebellious. Right, right. And, um, he was pushed to that point where he had to, to, to plead himself. Pushed to that point of past rebellion, like, this is what I have to do. Yeah. And, um. Now this is with the hands around his throat. With, yes. And he was able to, I, from what he told me, he was able to get most of it out. The pleading the blood right. of Jesus, okay. And then he just laid there. Let me see the arms again. Sheets went, <laughs> flew back. Oh, shit. Next thing he knew, his body was hitting the floor. Oh, shit, no. That was... Uh, now, what came out of... You said it felt like something had come out of his mouth. Did he yeah. find out what that was? Whatever it was, keep him around his throat. Yeah. Grabbed him around his throat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. So that was the first oh. thing. Second thing was, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I have so many cousins, it's not even funny. Anyway, they, they were going on vacation and they brought the dog over there to this house to where Virgil and Jeff and, and Randy all live. Those, those are the cousins. And they said, well, here, you know, watch my dog. Excuse me. And we'll be back. You know, they sort of. They said that to whom? Okay, let me back up. My cousins, which is their cousins, and I don't want to mention their names. Oh, that's okay. Brought, they were going on like a a Vegas vacation or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. They dropped their family dog off with, uh, Virgil, Jeff, and Randy, the other set of cousins. Okay. To watch the dog while they go to Vegas. Okay. All right. They weren't on the road. More than 30 minutes, and, um, no, it had to be more than 30 minutes, because they, I think when they got to, like, Baker or something, they called to check on the dog, and they're like, well, Which I don't know how... about an hour's drive right. away. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but it just dropped dead. The dog? 
the dog just dropped dead. And now, is this in the same spooky house you were talking about? Yes, yes. That's around here somewhere? No, it's down the hill. Oh, well, then they were two-hour drive. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and so they turned around to come back, and and they're like, "Well, what are you going to do with the dog?" And and they're like, "Well, well, it's our dog. We had it for years. We're just going to bury it." Mm-hmm. So they they you know wrap it up and and put it in the back, and they they go to take off to bury this dog. Mm-hmm. As soon as they pulled out of the driveway, the dog jumped up. They buried the dog. No. The dead, yes, the dead dog reawoke. Oh, I thought they broke. I thought you said they buried it. I'm sorry. No, they were I ta- got lost. Okay, they put the dead dog in the back of their car. They like wrapped to go and bury it. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Okay. And as soon as they were out of the driveway onto the street, the dog jumped up. The, the dog, property. yes, the dog jumped up, and the dog lived for I don't know how many more years afterwards. Maybe doggy wasn't dead after all. I mean, you could play devil, devil's advocate yeah. with that one, but yeah. yes, that's. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to remember more. Because, um, you know, like I said, you and know. The dog was fine after that. No. 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 no it, it, hangover. It, I think it lived for like another. Things. Eight to, or, yeah. About eight or nine years, I think it lived after that. You no, know, because it was fairly young. It was a puppy. Well, not a puppy puppy. Well, I consider Cody a puppy still. Yeah, he's only, he's only four or five years old. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to let Lacey take over because. Well, you were going gotta... to tell about, you were going to tell about the Ouija boards, but you had to tell the story about the cousins and the house first as background for the Ouija board. Ah, the Ouija board. Okay. So Virgil, who's the one that had an experience with the Ouija board. Right. You think at that point you were like, ah, I think I'm going to pass. I'm yeah, I would board. think a Ouija board get packed up and sent to the Goodwill or right. something. Um, well, no, because they they were all drug addicts. And my mother's brother, my uncle, uncle, mm. uh, was there and some other cousins. Like I said, we have tons, shitload of cousins. Right. And they were all there at... An, uh, Okay, just to let you know what happened, folks, we've got a little bit of a break in the program here because just in the middle of uh, David starting to tell uh, more of his ghost story, uh, our mics mics quit. We believe it was an electronical interruption, electronic interruption. And that's not a joke. They really did quit. And so... He had to like stop and download that program and or that recording and and start up a new one. He's going to have to knit them together, or whatever the hell know he does. That you know, watching the ghost shows that they feed off of electronics. Well, I yes. have heard that they drain batteries. They, yeah. Okay, well, now you just creep a, me out. They they'd have a high ho time in my desk drawer. It's full of batteries. <laughs> Shit. I mean, we just went to Costco and bought a shitload of batteries the other day. Are they in there going hee 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 and sucking away on them or what? No, you seen shit weird shit going on in your house because you have lots of energy now. No, I don't have weird shit going on in my house. <laughs> my house is quite normal, thank you. Anyway, if I had weird shit going on in my house, it wouldn't be my house. <laughs> yes, you would take control of it. Yeah, I would. I'm a control freak. I admit it. <laughs> I admit it. Anyway, go ahead now, David. You were telling us about your cousin. Um. Let's see. Look, you know what? 
let me do another story. Let, All right. Let me tell okay. another story. Okay. Maybe that was a hint not to tell that story. Well, maybe, maybe. Go ahead. Um, currently, I like I was saying, I don't know if that piece made it into the the first half of the recording. I have a shit ton of cousins, second cousins mainly, and um, the one that I was telling you about, he he's actually a devil worshiper, not a Satanist, because mm-hmm. I actually know plenty of Satanists. And those those are two different cats altogether. In in a nutshell, twenty five words or less, explain to some of our listeners who might not know. Okay, what's the difference? Satanists don't believe in God. Okay, they don't believe in Satan. They believe that you're the the, the you control your own destiny. Oh, okay. Devil worshippers, just that they worship the devil. Two different type of people. Altogether. And they also believe in God. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, because. Well, devil. if they don't believe in the devil, why do they call them Satanists? I don't have enough background to tell you. Okay, I'm why. just curious. You know, but yeah, um, I, I thought those were atheists who don't believe in God or the devil. Well, because they believe in the afterlife, but they just don't believe in Jesus or the devil or oh, heaven and hell. Okay, and all that okay, stuff. all right. Um, so anyway, uh, I have a, a cousin who is uh, a, a devil worshiper, and he's active. And, you know, interesting enough, out of everybody that I know, he's the one that has the most paranormal activity with. Um, again, I'll use my, my cousin Virgil, who is his brother, his older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he went up there just last year. They thought it would be fun to move into a house where there was a massacre. And so... <laughs> No, I'm I'm dead serious. So why him, did they think that would be fun? Because they're that's they're them. that's them. Yeah, they're very deranged people. You know, mm-hmm. um, anything good and holy, they're against completely. Um, I I I must interject at this yes, point. Yes, go ahead. This is not typical PK behavior. Okay, we do rebel, but not to that extreme as a rule. I mean, we're talking about PKs saying. Fuck you, I will too have a beer, mom. Versus I want to move into a house where there was a massacre because slurp, slurp, I think it would be fun. And I I don't know how many people were murdered in this house. I, I, From what I remember, I think, what what was it, like five? I don't know the story behind it. Excuse me. And, um, well, it's it's haunted as fuck. You know, it's pretty much... By the murderies, as it were? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, my cousin Virgil went up there to visit, and shit started moving around in his the room that he was in. Uh, you know, pictures that were on the, the dresser would literally just go, you know, shoot off in each direction, to the point where the next morning, um, his sister-in-law found him balled up in a corner in, of the room. Well, he wanted to go home. He wanted to go back. And they're like, well, we, we can't take you back. We don't have the money to give you a bus ticket back to, you know, here in Southern California mm. because they live up in Washington. Yes. And so he I was, would have walked, but anyway. He was, he was forced into, to that. And at that point that night, um, that's when the apparitions, plural apparitions, mm. Uh, started to appear, mm-hmm. and they were very demonic-looking. 
scared the shit out of him. Um, this is Virgil. That you're this is Virgil. To, okay. to the point where he, he openly admitted that he pissed himself. Mm-hmm. It was that scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a, a humor point. I'm just saying it was, no, no. this man was a airborne ranger, 82nd airborne ranger, United States Army. Okay. Okay. So he didn't get scared easily. Yes. No. Um, and yeah, he pissed himself. It was that horrific for him. And he literally ran into the room. I'm getting goosebumps because I'm, <laughs> now I I don't know. I I didn't see this. You know, I, just my active imagination of kicking in. So this one goosebumps. But he ran into his brother and his sister in law's room, and they were just laying there. And he's like, guys, something's going on. And it's like the old Bella Gosi, you know, Dracula, where they just kind of they're laying down flat, uh-huh. and then just. Set right up. <laughs> Bent from the waist. Yes. Yeah. And um, they just, they set up, and I guess what he was telling me is their heads, you know, just, they were straight ahead looking at the wall, and then they snapped to his direction. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he slept outside for the rest of the night. Oh, I, like I said, I would have walked. Now, now the, the, the guys in the bed, that was his brother, the one who's the devil wor- demon worshiper. Right. Now, did they discuss this later? Another day, another time? And, and did he talk about it with them? Oh, absolutely. And that what did morning. they say? Um, I mean, did they remember? I don't think there was any acknowledgement. No, they, they, they don't. They said that he never ran into the room and, you know, that he was pretty much imagining all this. Oh, oh, oh. It's interesting that the demon worshiper didn't see all this stuff, but Virgil, the poor schlub, who's not a demon worshiper, did. What's that about? I wonder. Don't you wonder? I don't know. I don't know if it's because, and and Virgil is someone very, like I said, you know, the Sergeant Iron character that I created, the comic book character Sergeant Iron. That is actually portrayed after Virgil. Um, so he's somebody, you know, very, who's influenced my life. He, he, he was always good to me as a child. And I know that he, though he rebelled, he had a very stern belief in his, you know, his religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think that when he walked in there and he was, he yes. Like, where? Go ahead. Are you using people's names? Yeah. Or Jeff. That's his lifestyle. That's, that's his life. He's their bud. He's their buddy. Was, Virgil was seeing. Uh, almost like the book was open for Virgil where the door was closed. Yeah. For Jeff because yeah. Jeff already knows the messes with it. It was like the page opening up for Virgil to see things that he's not supposed to see in yeah. Jeff's home. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. He did that mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. so Virgil left and Jeff stayed. They're still there to this day. They're still there. Yeah. And it's like some of by Seattle, Washington, that area. Now, does, does he, Jeff, like the, I mean, do they, what do they hang out and, and commune or whatever with the, the, these evil, uh, entities or there, spirits or whatever recently, one would call recently them? Recently there was a, a rock uh, a, a rock and roll rock star, you know, from the 80s, a heavy metalist who passed away. And um, on his on his Facebook, um, 
and you can go there. It, it said something in the terms of, you know, um, save a spot in hell for me. You know, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's just kind just of, where he is. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I get it. I, you know, as much as one can wrap their like, mind around. Yeah, it's like you have your God, right? And that's kind of like his God. Right. You know, right. So yeah. you say your prayer. I, I get that. To your yeah. God or to whoever you pray to, and that's who he, and he gets, does his deeds too. So he likes to hang out with, and I guess his wife too, huh? She too is that way. And his wife's more like, um, a bobblehead. She does whatever anybody says. Well, um, I, I can tell you another story, but I'm not going to say it on. And, and it has oh, nothing yeah. to do with supernatural. Okay. It's just yeah. a, Bad story, but okay. I won't. I won't put it on. Oh, there. I'm not sure. I want to hear it if it's a really bad story, because you know, <clears throat> who needs it? But um, I don't know. That it, it's kind of. Hmm, I don't. I quite. I don't quite know how to relate. You, you can't. know. You can't yeah, relate to I, that. I don't. No. Th- I don't think I can. And and it now does he does he do bad things? Does he, he I mean, that you know of? He doesn't intentionally come out and hurt people. He doesn't, like... Besides that one. St- that's, that's <laughs> Other than that yeah. one. But that's, other than that, he doesn't... He, I mean, he doesn't stick there's that one bamboos, na- things up people's nails and no, sit no, there no, and giggle or anything. That's the, she's talking about the story that I'll tell you the, after the recording. That you're not going to tell that, on there. He yeah. doesn't intentionally go out to... Harm anybody. Now, with all the ghost story shows that there are, and there are several. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh Oh, yeah. Lacey loves to watch those. I myself actually find them uh, less than believable in most cases. Some of them, I say, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. But of the ones that, that that might be considered uh, more valid, let's say, than some of the others. Okay. Ha- why would he not be interested in them coming to his home? And see, you know, because that's what they do, right? They go, mm-hmm. they want to, they want to find these entities. Right. They want to record their presence. They want to acknowledge their presence, actually give them power by acknowledgement in a way. Why would he, who supports them, uh, I actually have an answer for you. Okay, good. Because I can't quite ask the question. Because even. the whole reason behind this is he wants to protect them, Jeff. Uh, and the reason why they don't cause harm or anything towards him is because he's allowing the the, the spirits, the demons, whatever you want to call them, to be in his house. Safely. If they're in his house, mm. they're not in hell. So you go and you do something like that, you get a lot of media coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to have people out there, you know, trying mm-hmm. to bless the house. Mm-hmm. And then that, that would... Then they won't be protected anymore. Right. Okay, I see it. I get it. I get it. All right, well, let me jump in real fast and say, I've really got to go pee. So everybody <laughs> TMI! Have... <laughs> so everybody have a happy Halloween, <laughs> and I'll let you guys take over the show. Yeah, I think we're at a wrap. So, so trick or treat to you. Well, thank you for joining us and telling yes. us all these really icky things that I'm not really. And the TMI. Yeah, I'm not real sure I needed to know some of them. Oh, not the TMI. I can hang with that. I, you know, we all have to pee. Peeing's normal. But, uh, 
Yeah, there's, you know. So are you still going to come over to my house tomorrow? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel, um, I don't feel threatened. Even, you know, by, by your interest in those things. Uh, it's something be, that I enjoy. I'm not shoving it down you, your no, throat. No, exactly. Like, and it's no. something you're interested in. And, and if somebody has to find out about it, I'd much rather it was you than me. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, I don't want to find out about it because, um, I don't have room in my life for it, you know. Uh, I just find stuff intriguing. I like to watch, like I've said before, the cases on the murders. Right, yeah. I watch the 48-hour shows. I watch the I Killed My Best Friend show. I watch a lot of the 48-hour shows. Um, I watch a lot of the women the, the, who kill I watch Women Behind Bars. Pleasure. Yeah, I do too. I watch a lot of those because, I, like you, I find them... Uh, an interesting study in humanity. If because you will. I'm the type of person, I see somebody with an owie and it's like, ooh, I could not hurt another human being. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, well, I could slap somebody really hard. Well, I've yeah, done that. but I mean, <laughs> but I no, have to too. take a knife and start digging knife in and on somebody. I've or, cut no. myself and fuck, that hurts. Yes, I cannot imagine taking yeah. a knife and cutting you with it. Right. And enduring you pain. Or sh- shooting. And I have an attitude. I have choking. a temper problem. But I don't, I cannot, I couldn't see Well, learning. having a temper problem and, and, Cussing somebody out or yelling at them or something no, like that. No, David can testify thing. that I have a temper and it's been under control. Well, that's good. I that, picked up coffee good. tables and chucked them across the room. I have that's, a temper. That's that is. Uh, David's outside nodding his head. A yes, lev- you've reached obviously a level of maturity that yes. has instilled in you the intelligent response that. It's not intelligent to pick it's up the table and throw it across the room. It better accomplishes to, nothing. It's better. No, you break your fucking table. Yes. You and you put that. a hole in the wall. And if you're financially strapped, you can't go out and buy another one. No. So, yeah, that, that's good that you've come to that level of maturity. Uh, I think, I think, you know what I think? A lot of that has to do with the way you were brought up too. You were, you were brought up in a dysfunctional family. Oh, yes. And, in dysfunctional families, frequently, modes of behavior do not necessarily, uh, let me, let me back up a, a word. Appropriate modes of behavior do not necessarily get taught to the children of that family. So it's possible that you were never taught to control your, your temper outbursts. Mom taught I, me. I was taught not to have outbursts of temper. Right. The way I was taught not to have outbursts of temper was to be punished or disciplined when I had outbursts of temper. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got in trouble for slamming my door, and I had to open and close my door like 20 or 30 times quietly. Obviously, it didn't have any effect on you. No. The point point I'm making is that, that you yourself have developed your character to a point where you now see... That picking up a table and throwing it across the room is it accomplishes nothing. No, and so you've you've grown a lot, yes. and and you should feel good. And about mind yourself you, people, this was before I this is before I had children, so nobody was yeah. hurt in yeah. this, this. But you should feel good about yourself for having attained that level of maturity, because you kind of had to do that on your own. Yes, nobody else could yeah. do it for nobody me besides you. me. Nobody taught you the importance of self-control. Right. And 
as we see, you and I talk about this often right. in our just conversations on the way to the gym and whatnot. We see frequently demonstrations of people's lack of control. And people not breaking the pattern of from their home to now them having their own children and their right. own families. Yeah. We hear they don't that. break we the pattern. We hear that a lot. Well, we were raised that way, so that's how we raise our children. Right. Which no. only goes so far, Yes, in my opinion, yes. and yours too. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I don't know what that fuck that has to do with ghosts or anything else. Know. Nothing really. But um, anyhow, I think we've pretty well worn out our ghost story thing. Yes. We, like I said, we're happy David came and shared some yes. of I like it when Oogie the hubby comes on. with us. If we had Oogie Boogie music, we would play it at this point. Um, we would like to invite you to comment. Let us know what you think about our show. Think about this show in particular or yes. any show. Uh, you can do that. We're back up and running for emails. Yes. We, oh, well, we Technically, we've always been up and running for emails. It's just that nobody's been getting the message through Stitcher okay. about the email ability, I guess. Okay. I, I think that's what the problem is. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go online if you ha- if you can. Go to the website, jazelmon.com. And I want to do a roll call and see everybody maybe comment to where you're at, where you're listening from. I think that would be fun. Well, it, it, they, you, they do. They tell us where they're from when they send their emails, and, and it is fun, I think. Yeah, it's, I'd it's like to know fun. what the variety of listeners from it's states fun and to find countries. Out they're and... from all over the world. Yeah. So go to jazomod.com forward slash jazomodcast and pick up the the uh, the show that you're interested in. Click on the show you're interested in, whether it's what we think or... Don't get us started or any of the others. We have several on there now. Um, we have seven, as a matter of fact. Uh, any of those, if you go to their comment section, click, click on comments. It takes you directly to the email page. And then all you have to do is state what show you're commenting on. And if you know it, the episode number, and I'm not sure I can even remember what episode number this is. I'm sorry. It's just, 12. Uh, I'm being told it's number 12. Um, darn it, it should have been 13. Yeah. Lucky 13 for Halloween. Technically, it's show. Technically, I'm being told, David says, it is the 13th show. Plus, it's intervention as a special. Oh, that's right. We did have a special show on what we think, which was called Intervention. And if you haven't heard it yet, you really ought to listen to it. It's pretty good, I think. I think I oh, Okay. To, oh, to, you mean... Don't get us don't started. Get us started. Don't yeah. So okay. is this our 13th? So... No, because it's a, I put it as a special of what we think and a special as don't get us started. So. so it's a... So that show, Intervention, was considered a special. Therefore, it does not have a number. Okay? So technically, this is the 13th 13. show for Don't Get Us Started. Do, 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 do. do I have to pay money for that? Cha cha cha. Now you don't. Now you don't. Okay. Um, so anyhow, uh, click on comment, go to the, to the email page, tell us what show you're interested in talking about, tell us who you are, where you're from, tell us what you think. We and love if you don't hear. want it to be read on air, just say so. Yeah, and, and then we, we won't. won't. Or if you don't want your name read on air, you don't want your hometown, whatever. Just say it. We won't. And we'll we, respect we won't. you. But we'd love to hear from you what you think about our show. Uh, what you think about 
ghost stories, what you think, what, tell us some of your ghost stories. Yeah. If you can do that, uh, in, you know, a thousand words or less. I don't think there's any limit on the content, uh, of the emails. Is there, for, uh, uh, I don't know either. Well, when you start typing and you can't you'll type find, no more, you're yeah, done. You'll find out. You'll find out. Uh, so anyhow, um, that's it for tonight. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we thank you for listening to Don't Get Us started. started. Happy Halloween and Ooh. safe trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. And don't scare the kids too bad. Yeah. And, and give out nice treats. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Okay, that was good. That was good. Like I said, it's been a while. I I haven't really, I haven't even thought about any of those stories. Some of them are pretty creepy. I I do admit they are creepy. So, yeah. Woo, goodness. All right, let's see. I remember... As I'm digging through the archive here, I remember that um, Sadie, we had to walk Sadie out to her her van after the podcasting because I remember she was really, she, it, it scared her. It really did. It was just funny. Okay. We're also going to do another one from uh, Halloween 2013. I guess we put out two podcasts in one day. This one is Sheer Darkness Special, the Halloween special. Released Halloween night, 2013. It says, Welcome to Sheer Darkness Halloween Special as Terry and Dave celebrate their favorite holiday of All Hallows Eve as they talk about spirits, demons, ghosts, and everything supernatural. So, ah, now this one, this one I pull a complete and utter blink on. I don't remember. I, I, I kind of remember sitting and talking about it, but I don't remember exactly what we talked about, which will be fun because I always enjoy as someone who is involved in these podcasts, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I've done so many, I just kind of blank out. So it's kind of fun to relive it. So, okay, let's go ahead and push play and enjoy shield darkness. Halloween special. Greetings, everyone. I am Terry D. Shearer. And I am David K. Montoya. And I bid you welcome to a special Halloween episode of Sheer Darkness. Now, normally on uh, Halloween shows, people talk about, you know, Halloween. And, you know, the history and pumpkins and ghosts and all that other kind of bullshit. But we're going to do something different tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about the religious aspect of Halloween. Wait, wait, what is this? Bizarro World? No, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about ghosts and spirits and shitty fucking scary stuff. Yes, that's tonight's episode. What we're going to do is talk about true life paranormal events <clears throat> that'll be fun from our own personal experience or you know close to being personal experiences so that's what we're going to do tonight now david would you like to start with something from your personal experience of oddities absolutely but first let me say turn down the lights Get comfy. 
get cozy and enjoy the show. <clears throat> I think one of the one of the things that let's see, where do I want to start? Uh let's do I remember I was real young and much like you, you know, I, I lived with my grandmother for a very long period of time. And she lived in this old house. It was an apartment. And um it was it was interesting because the way the house was set up was you would go in and then there was a living room and then you could turn to your left and there was the kitchen or you could go straight from the front door and go into a back room. And then from that back room, you take, take another left and there's another bedroom. And the reason why I set up the floor plan is because out of that entire floor plan, there was only one built-in closet. And I remember very vividly um, my uncle, um, someone that you know, S.M. Morton, her husband, uh, my, yes. my uncle Sean. He would go, and he used to just torture me. Um, you know, I don't know if it was just because I was a roly-poly kid that could easily be picked on or, you know, or whatever. But I remember that he would lock me in the closet, and this was the only closet in the entire house. And I remember hearing these voices... And the voices were not human voices. I think I should put that out in Front Street first. Um, while it was in English, the origin of these voices just... I don't really know how to explain it to you unless you heard it yourself. They were just... They were not human voices. Demonic kind yes. of thing. Yes. From the void. And... Um, one of them was always wanting me to to play you know come play come play with me come play with us and um the more i tried to ignore it the more angrier it became into the point where they were talking about you know how delicious my soul smelled and and that I was going to take, I was going to be dragged to hell, you know, that type of thing. And that, that, I think that was actually my very first paranormal experience. And this is not made up. This is not something that, you know, I created off of a whimsy or anything like this. This really happened. And as I'm sitting here, you know, the hair is standing up on the edge of my arms and, I'm getting goosebumps, just kind of reflecting back on it. Did anything else ever happen in the house, you know, <clears throat> either to you or to anybody else that you know about that would indicate there might have been some sort of spirit residing there? Well, that's where the exorcism happened. Oh. Um, okay. That's, yeah. That, that was the same. That wasn't the same uncle, was it? No, no. My mom has one, one, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think about this. Yeah, she has two, two brothers, so I have two uncles. One, 
one that's just uh, a couple years younger than her. And then she has the baby, Sean, which is, well, he's he's only seven years older than I am. So, but yeah, these are two different, two different things. You might also mention, <clears throat> for those of our listeners who aren't aware, that <clears throat> your family was highly religious. Yes, they they were very hellfire brimstone. You know, um, my my grandma. Well, she was my great grandmother. You know, um, very old fashioned Pentecostal. Right, and. You know, obviously, the more that time goes on, the less strict, you know, beliefs are. But her being born in 1908 and, and growing up around that time, you know, she was just very, very strict. Right. And with that, yes, the entire family was, um, not the entire, you know, I mean, like, <clears throat> a lot of my aunts and uncles while they they do have a faith they're they're not practicing in any type of faith so i think up into that point of when my aunts and uncles you know were born and and they grew up in the 70s and you know they just kind of found their own way right well all right since you brought it up already why don't you go into the exorcism if you feel like it <clears throat> okay what what brought that about now i actually tried to tell this story <clears throat> on uh, I, I was guesting over at don't get us started and um i was just about to start telling this story oh, yeah right right okay so if i start this story and the mic cuts out on me i'm not going to tell the story okay. because it's definitely um something telling me not to tell the story okay <clears throat> The story takes place in, in the mid-80s. Uh, my mom's older brother, um, two, three of his cousins, they were all at this apartment. Um, in fact, when my mom and my biological dad were together, that's where they lived. In fact, when... I, a, a few episodes ago, you know, I was talking about early childhood memories and remember my dad holding yeah. me and my mom busting her, her fist through the window. Right, right. That's the same place. Uh. Um, so they at the time were very, very heavily into narcotics, you know, whatever there was, there was, you know, speed and blow and crank and they, they did it all. And one night in their, sleeplessness they got bored so they decided that you know they were going to play a game and what it was is somebody pulled out <clears throat> a Ouija board and I, I'm pretty sure I think I know who it was but I'm not 100% sure you know it was one of the cousins and so they didn't have um oh what's the word you know the the pointer planchette yes um so they used a whiskey glass and they were and in the beginning they were asking stupid stuff um you know like am i gonna get pussy tonight and they go to no you know and they'd all laugh ha 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 you know and then it was my uncle and 
it asked, uh, who are you? And it says an angel. And, and then he would go, well, angel, what, what's your name, angel? And it would go L I G H T angel light. And, um, with any, anybody that knows, you know, religious upbringing, um, the angel of light is Lucifer, Satan. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, my uncle was thinking it was just the others just giving him shit, you know, being silly. And, uh, he was like, oh, so you're telling me you're the devil. And it kept going, yes, yes, yes. And he's like, oh, fuck you. You're a liar. And then while the Ouija board, you know, while they still have the fingers on the, the, um, glass. shot glass, it started going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And, um, <clears throat> then the shot glass just shot off. There was no way the way that they had their fingers on because I've confirmed this with the other cousins. There was no way that anybody could get enough projectory or force to have that much projectory to, you know, shoot the glass off because you have your fingers right on top of the brim of, you know, the shot glass. Well, they, they just kind of let it go and they did some more, you know, I think it was speed. The choice was of the night was, uh, or the drug of choice was speed. And <clears throat> my uncle who had been up, he had been tweaking for, I, I want to say like five or six days at this point, he finally fell asleep and, um, what woke him up was his, his mouth was moving. There was two, the best way to describe it, it was two voices having a conversation, two separate voices. One was like in Latin and the other one was in some weird other language. I don't remember what he said, but the thing was, is the voices were coming out of his mouth and really, uh, what's that? I said, really? Yes. Yes. And you know, him still, well, at this point he's coming down, but he's still kind of high. He's kind of like taking all in as these, as two voices are conversating with each other from his mouth. And he thinks to himself, wow, this is like a movie. And then the voice, one of the voices again from his mouth said, this isn't no fucking movie boy. And from what I was told again, um, he looked up and as he looked up, there was like, <clears throat> and this is his explanation. So I have to take it for what it is and the way I see it. He said it was like watching a million different TV screens plastered all over the ceiling, but on each screen was some type of, you know, somebody who was getting mutilated, someone, you know, any type of quote, quote, unquote, sin was playing on this. And a old man's head was in the center of the ceiling. And the old man said, well, I want you to kill your cousin Larry, which Larry was there with him. You know, he was one of the, the cousins. Yeah, yeah. 
So without even thought, he jumps up, goes into the kitchen, grabs a butcher knife, and walks into Larry's room. Now, by this time, everybody's, you know, off of the drugs and they're, they're coming down and they're asleep. And he said that he walks into the room. He's standing at the foot of the bed with a butcher knife and he's in, in the voice, the voices are telling him, you know, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. And somewhere he was able to pull enough strength of his own to grab my, my cousin Larry by the feet and pulls him out of bed. And the, the last thing that he remembers saying is telling Larry to get him to my grandmother's, my grandma Ruby. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing he remembers. Yeah. Um, incidentally, I was there when oh, yeah. they, they, you know, pulled up and, um, they, got him back into the back of the room and my, my grandmother started praying for him, trying to, you know, again, quote unquote, cast demons out. Um, and she realized that she wasn't strong enough to do this. So she had the family come over and and they all came and they were praying. And even with 10 to 12 people there trying to, you know, cast the demon out, they weren't strong enough in unison. They weren't strong enough. And so even with 10 people, 10 to 12 people there trying to pray for him, these creatures were still in him and they weren't coming out. And I remember uh, my stepdad was there, Randy, and he took me by the hand and he, he, I remember him saying that he wasn't strong enough to be there. And we actually talked about this a few weeks ago off mic. Yeah. And that was just one of those things that will always be in question because he's no longer with us. And, uh, I, I just, you know, there's so many different ways to interpret that. So anyway, um, him and I, we stepped out. Well, first, the first, before we did that, we went out in the living room. And they called their pastor and, oh, wait, I'm missing a big point. I'm missing a good thing. Let me back up. Okay. Before we, we left the room. Now, my, my uncle did not have a shirt on. He was just bare chested. And it, it looked like the best way to see it is if, if you've ever seen like Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy's pressing against the wall and his head's coming out against the wall, yeah. it's, it looks like that, but instead of it being a wall, it's the wall of the stomach. It's like something's trying to push through the stomach. So, uh, yes, yeah. you, you saw that. I seen that. <coughs> um, <clears throat> try not to creep my own self out. So, so we seen that, and I think at that point is when my stepdad took us out into the living room, and we waited for our pastor to arrive. And and mind you, you know, while we're out in the living room, they're still back there praying, trying to get this demon out, demons. And he finally comes in, and when he comes in, I end up going out. You know, my my stepdad and I, we literally go out of the house. And what happens next is what I'm told. I don't see this part. Um, but as 
he's trying to pray himself, um, he he doesn't have the strength and the ability to remove these demons. So he leaves for a minute. Well, it was more than a minute. He left. The pastor left, and then he came back, and he had a little vial. I remember seeing the vial because he was holding it, you know, kind of pristine. pristine fuck, I can't say it. <clears throat> he was holding it very careful because it was very. It was supposed to be sacred. And what ended up happening was, um, they the men of the house holds my uncle down. They and he pours the water, and it was holy water down his throat. And different family members are like, we're not Catholic. You know, it's, that's not going to work. That's a Catholic thing. And I'm, I remember that, um, the, the pastor had said something about it wasn't the actual water. It was the symbolism of the water is, is pretty much what did it. And from that point, um, my uncle started dry heaving and, I don't know if he actually threw up or not, but that's kind of what the story goes is he throws up and, and kind of like throwing up the demons. And from that point, he was no longer possessed. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of like, that's, that's still talked about to this day, 30 years later, <clears throat> you know, from different family members. Is his uncle still around? Yes. Um, I mean, is he around here, or is he in Arkansas or something? No, he lives. He lives here in Apple Valley. Oh, no kidding. Yes, hmm. um, he lives with his youngest sister. Um, that's in fact, he lived with my mom, Aaron, and Rebecca. Um, and Aaron got in an altercation with. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> well, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did, uh, I, I was just going to say it, it's. Um, I know saying it because I've I've said this story a couple times recently. I, I know it may sound kind of far fetched, and and people might even think I'm making this up. But I I promise you, people, I am not making this up. I remember oh. seeing those things in the stomach, and and. Uh, well, yeah, that's. Entirely possible. <clears throat> I am <clears throat> not to take anything away from the story, but interestingly enough, while you were telling this story, and this is like the second time I've heard it. Yes. I recall something from my own past. Oh. It has nothing to do with possession or anything. But <clears throat> there was a time when I was younger mm-hmm. when I used to tweak a little bit. <laughs> I think we all have. And uh, I, I think it was like a third or fourth day in a row or something like that. And I began speaking in a language I did not know. Really? Yes. <clears throat> and it wasn't just a few words. It was like sentence after sentence after sentence. And it was gibberish to me, but something in my head was telling me that I was actually saying something, you know? Right. And I 
I don't know whether I, I had a hallucination or whether it was just a dream, but it was so realistic I could smell what was happening. And the hallucination was that I was in a desert and I fell down on the ground or on the sand, basically. Mm. And I could smell the heat and the, I don't know what it was, just sweat and dirt and grease and shit and whatever. And as I'm laying there with my face in the sand, I see boots, people in boots, running combat boots, running by. Well, two days later, we invaded Iraq. Oh, shit. Well, not we personally, but I mean the United States. Right, right. Iraq. And I'm just wondering if... What I was saying and what I saw was like a premonition of... The forthcoming war? The something happening in the war. Somebody, you know in the battle part of the, the war, you know. Anyway, that was weird. But I just remembered that when you were talking about the voices and and <clears throat> shit. Do you think it's... it's You get to that point. Now, for me, I, I, even when I did speed, I could do a line of speed and, and turn around and go right to sleep. That's just... My body didn't really... It didn't affect me as much as it did, like, say, Lacey or something. Oh, yeah. I know. But, so um, like that. But do you think being awake for, you know, multiple days kind of lightened your your sense of... Um... Well, uh, Indian shaman, you know, when they go out into the wilderness to have their visions, they stay awake for three and four days at a time. Ah. And they have visions. Now, whether it's because the brain is misfiring because it's deprived deprived of sleep, right? Or whether you actually open up a section, a part of your brain to something else that's out there, you know, from sleep deprivation. I don't know, but uh, something happens. That's very interesting because, again... You know, I I was never one of those type of people that would stay up for days at a time. Um, it just didn't have that effect on me. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Um, but <clears throat> other things like that kind of happened when I was on speed for long periods of time. I remember another time that uh, my wife and I were using together, and she walked out of the room to go into the kitchen to get something, and I thought, God, I wish she'd bring me back something to drink, because I was really thirsty. And she turned around and came back into the room, and she said, what'd you say? And I said, said, well, I didn't actually say anything, but I... I was just wondering if you'd bring me back something to drink. And she goes, oh, sure. Wow. I know. <laughs> that's, 
And, you know, it's just weird shit like that that you don't even really think about at the time because you're so fucked up. Right. But uh, you wonder about it later on when you, you know, come down and you think, wow, that was really weird. Um, Let's see. What's another good one I was... Well, what? What are you going to say? Oh, I was trying to think of another story. You know? ah, well, I have one. Okay. It is my show. I... <laughs> No. Sorry, this, I this, forgot. Yeah, I know. Uh, this one didn't actually happen to me, but it happened to my son. And uh, I wrote a story about this called Damp, D-A-M-P, which was published in a uh, paranormal magazine a few years ago. <clears throat> but this is a true story. I got it from two separate sources. And uh, my... My son used to be married to a, a psychic, lady, right. lady psychic, and uh, she had, well, they had a lot of things happen to them, um, possibly because since she was psychic, she drew spirits to her, and they were living down near the... South Bay in Southern California. And there are a lot of uh, inland waterways and whatnot that uh, drain out into the ocean. And there are a lot of uh, tide pools and bays and backwaters and stuff out there. So anyway, they were in this apartment living. My son got up one morning and he was going to go into the kitchen. He walked into the hallway and he stopped. And he said, hey, honey, honey, maybe you should come out here. And his wife got up and she walked over next to him and looked down the hall. And there was a guy standing at the end of the hallway. Guy they didn't, had never seen before. Who was just wearing trousers. And he had long, stringy hair and the guy was soaking wet. In fact, he was so wet that he was dripping water onto the rug. And uh, they knew right away that this was an apparition. So his wife says, what do you want? And the man just opened his mouth and water poured out of it. And then he was gone. Oh, shit, that would creep me out. And his wife just said, well, what would you like for breakfast this morning, dear? And walked off into the kitchen. And my son, you know, I mean, she's used to that kind of shit. My son never did get used to weird shit happening like that. So he walked over to where the guy was standing, and there was a big stain on the carpet. And he reached down and and touched it, and it was damp from water. No shit. Yeah. So anyway, um, a couple of days went by or something, I guess, and and they had a... uh, they were babysitting a uh, neighbor's kid or something one evening, and uh, my son and his wife were in the uh, in the living room, and uh, the little girl was was in their bedroom playing with dolls or something. And then she came out into the living room and she said, "Can you make that man stop looking at me?" And my son jumps up and he goes, "What man?" Because there was no one else in the apartment. And she right. goes. She goes, he's in your, he's in your closet. He keeps staring at me. 
So he raced in there and opened, well, the closet was already open, but he looked in the closet. There was nobody there, but on the floor there was a wet stain, you know, from water or something. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> the third time the guy appeared in their apartment, his wife tried to talk to him again, and he couldn't speak, but... He stared at her for a minute or so before he disappeared. And then she went to the phone and she called the local sheriff's office. Now, she had actually worked with the sheriff's department before on a couple of cases being a psychic. So she had contacts there at the sheriff's office and she called the guy she usually worked with and... <clears throat> told him that they needed to go into the back bay at a certain location and look for a dead guy. And since the the officer knew her, knew her, knew who she was, he didn't even bother asking what she was talking about. He just said, okay, I'll do that. And three or four hours later, they called her back and said, we found a body in the water was a young guy in his 20s, a homeless guy that apparently slipped and fell or something and hit his head and drowned in the water, I mean, in the, in the bay there. And uh, once the body had been found, the apparition stopped appearing. But uh, that's a true story. Shit like that does happen. See that? I was going to say that frightens me. You know, and I, I mean, well, I, I yeah, know. that would be a weird, weird kind of shit to happen. But <clears throat> I mean, even in the, in the, in the house they they lived in uh, for years and years, the house that I lived in for a while with my, with both my kids, <clears throat> um, after the grandparents died, they started having shit happen. Like they'd walk into the kitchen and all the cupboard doors would be open. Mm. You know, and they would, you know, hear knocking on the walls and, you know, talking voices and shit like that. And they, that crap happened until they, they had to move out of the house. Oh, got that bad, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. My son's mother sold the house out from under him. Ah. So they had to move. But I okay. mean, up until they moved, that shit was happening for, you know, off and on for a long time. <clears throat> but again... Since his wife was psychic to that point, uh, it could have been that she drew spirits to her. So, but, you know. Right. Shit happens. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've seen, like, apparitions and, and, and stuff like that, but I've never seen anything in that form. I don't know how I'd handle that. I'd probably piss myself. Well, yeah, but yeah, but well, yeah, but yeah, but what about the the weird shit you've seen? You know, I mean, I know you told me the stories about the, the little beaver house. You well, know? well, yeah. Over, uh, I lived on uh, here in Apple Valley. There's a street uh, called Little Beaver. You know, insert joke there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lacey, Jaden, and I, this was before Zoe was born, you know, um, we lived there for eight years. 
And at first, there wasn't really nothing. There was nothing abnormal about it. And I think it was around the time when Lacey's mom, uh, because she lived with us for a long time, um, she moved to Nevada to to be with her mm-hmm. soon-to-be husband. I think that was around the time is when she, weird shit started happening. Mm. And I remember that while she was living there, she was she was kind of looking into finding a religion that worked for her. <clears throat> so, and I know she looked into, you know, several different types of, of beliefs. And I've, I've never been one to, you know, give anybody a hard time about that. You know, whatever, you know, everybody needs a belief, something to believe in. So I didn't give no hard time, but it was, it was about after that time when she left is when I started noticing things. And the first thing that I noticed was that there was a dog that would run around in the house. And every time I would go to yell at my dog, because I'd see it on my peripheral, I'd be like, Cody. And he'd be like down at my feet. And um, <clears throat> I really didn't think much of it because I didn't have, a, you know, like I wasn't in danger. My family wasn't in danger. So I just kind of like, eh, you know. So seeing a, a phantom dog running through your house didn't bother you? Believe it or not, it didn't, because again, I didn't, I didn't see it as uh, dangerous or okay. But you you understood <clears throat> that you were seeing something that shouldn't be there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, I was a little bit more disturbed when I seen the kids. There was two kids that would run around. Um. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Again, it wasn't threatening, but it was more disturbing. Yeah, okay. And when Jaden was a little boy, he would come into our room. And now, mind you, after Lacey's mom left, that became Jaden's room. Right. And he would come in there and tell us, will you make them stop? I'm trying to go to sleep. And, you know, mind you, Jaden had no no comprehension to you know supernatural or anything like that he just he knew that there was kids in his room that were being too loud and he was just trying to go to sleep well did you ever hear the kids i mean when they're running around the house the ghost children did they ever make noise were they laughing or talking or anything um or were they just mobile mobile yeah they were just they were never, to me, I never heard any sound. The only sound was when what Jaden heard. But Jaden could hear them. Yes. And he could see them. And in fact, he knew one of their names. Hmm. Oh, well, he, he knew, actually, that's not true. He knew both their names. Really? And um, <clears throat> he would say that it was, he would describe her, you know, like, you know what I'd ask? What does she look like? The one that was his quote unquote girlfriend. And mind you, you know we never talked about that. You know having a girlfriend or anything like that. That was something. And you know, again, it was just not part of his world. Yeah. Okay. And he would describe her, and from what I can remember, that was one of the the little the blonde girl 
he was describing the blonde girl that I'd seen running around. But again, nothing, nothing ever harmful. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. In fact, it was, it actually stopped when we left the house. That was the last time, you know, he would mention they would become characters, you know, into what, you know, his, his creations and his imagination and stuff. They'd become characters. But the, the constant talk about this, this entity stopped. Um, let's see. So I, I, like I said, I'd seen the dog. I seen the kids running around. And again, it wasn't so much, um, knowing that something was wrong or, or anything like that. It was just kind of unnerving because then I started realizing, you know, exactly what, what it was yeah. uh, that I was seeing. And we live in Apple Valley, so you, we can only imagine how many Indian burial, you know, grounds. Uh, but they, uh, these kids weren't Indians, were they? No, no, they were white. Well, there you go. <clears throat> so... It would have been interesting if you could have, uh, especially since you had names for them, if you could have done some sort of research to find out who they were. Yeah, well, I didn't even if, think if, about if it. If somebody had died in the area, see, I haven't had any personal experiences of that nature, no apparitions or anything. The only really paranormal experience I had was, and I've mentioned this, uh, many, many episodes ago, but in, uh, 1971, my, my grandmother, uh, was found in her apartment. She lived by herself. She was found down on the floor, still alive, but apparently paralyzed. And so they, she was taken to the hospital and the doctors thought, she had a stroke, <clears throat> so they were treating her for a stroke, but it wasn't a stroke. What she had was uh, a Guillain-Barre syndrome, and that's a, a progressive paralysis. It starts at the extremities and works its way up through the body. So she was uh, quite ill. And since my mother and I were the only relatives she had in the area, uh, we were like splitting up the shifts, staying with her in the hospital. I'd stay during the day and my mom would come and she'd stay all night with her. So I guess it was Friday or Saturday, I can't remember. But anyway, I had spent the day at the hospital with my grandmother and uh, my mother came around six or seven o'clock in the evening and, and, uh, to spend the night and I, she told me to go on home. So I lived about 45 minutes away at the time. So I drove home and I, you know, I was tired and I got into bed, but I couldn't really sleep. And I was just laying there thinking about, you know, shit. And up in the corner of the room where the wall and the ceiling meet suddenly this glowing light this orb appeared 
And it was just about the size of a tennis ball or something, and it was sort of like pulsating slowly. And I'm looking at this, and <clears throat> I I had been through enough weird stuff in my life that this didn't surprise me or freak me out or anything. I'm just looking at this. And the light kind of moved across the wall, and it stopped right directly across from me where I was lying down, and it just started pulsating really fast. And then it shot off into the corner where it came from and disappeared. And I sudden, I had this sudden urge to get up and, and go back to the hospital. So I got up out of bed, and I'm getting dressed, and I woke my wife up. And she goes, well, what's going on? And I said, I have to go back to the hospital. And she said, why? And I said, I don't know. I just have to get back to the hospital. So I got in the car, and I drove another 45 minutes back to the hospital. And I get upstairs, <clears throat> going to my grandmother's room, and my mother's sitting there reading. And she looks up, and she says, what's wrong? What are you doing back here? And I said, I don't know. I just felt I had to come back. And I... Walked over to the bed, and I took hold of my grandmother's hand. My mother was on the other side of the bed. She was holding her other hand. And <clears throat> my grandmother took, like, a deep breath and let it out. And then she didn't breathe anymore. And she died. And, uh, you know, all I can think of was that... Uh, that was my grandmother's spirit or something calling me, telling me to come back to the hospital so I could be there when she died. And since she helped raise me <clears throat> all those years, we were really close and everything. And I just, I can only assume that's what that was. Right. And, uh, that's, you know, there you go. See, but to me, that's that's actually kind of heartwarming. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it's not a like a, a freaky story with a no, uh, no, 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 not at all. I'm just saying it, it's a, it's a very eyes or anything. It's a very comforting story. <clears throat> and um, since since that time, since she died, I have been in uh, a number of freaky accidents wherein I could have died easily and have not. And I don't know whether, you know, my grandmother's watching over me or something all this time, but... It's very possible. I think that's very possible. Well, I mean, I've heard other, you know, other stories of departed loved ones helping, you know, helping people out in serious situations or something. But, I mean, I've been in just so many fucking near-death accidents in the past 40 years that I just wonder sometimes if uh, she or somebody isn't. Uh, Looking out for you. Yeah. So, you never know. I I actually have a grandma story. Oh, okay. Um, see, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I think I heard this. Go ahead. I, I wasn't there when my grandmother passed away. And again, like you, you know, my, my grandmother raised me, you know, from being, I think I might have been two, two to like 11, almost 12, uh, when she had the stroke, you know, I was living with her. And she lived with us for off and on for like four years. But, you know, the last two years of her life, she lived with us. And um, she became non-responsive in her room and they, you know, they shipped her out 911. And <clears throat> during that process, um, she, she passed away and it was from a stroke. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get to say goodbye. I mean, I, I, I went to St. Mary's where she passed away and, and, you know, they have the quiet room and, and I went in there and, and, you know, paid my respects, but it's, that's kind of different from saying goodbye. Right. Well, <clears throat> after that, um, not too far after that, after the funeral, um, I ended up taking the room, her room, because her room had its own bathroom and it was just a nicer, you know, and since I was the oldest, it was, it was given to me. And, from the very get-go, from the first night, I used to have this old touch lamp. And when I had it in the other room, and I mind you, I had this lamp in my room for years. And I never had no problems with it. First night that I brought it into this room, <clears throat> it, would, it would just pop on. And at first I was like, you know, did I drop it? You know, did it get knocked over? But then... After, like, the third night in a row, I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting, you know, what it was. And by the end of that week, um, it was it was a Friday morning because I know, because I had, like, a big test. I was in high school. You know, I had a big test on Friday. And it came on. And I just rolled over real fast, touched it, turned it off, laid back down. And as soon as I shifted, the, you know, my back away from the lamp, it came back on. And this happened a couple times. And finally, just out of frustration, I set up. I said, Grandma, I know it's you. I love you. I'll miss you. You know, and, and I'll never forget you. You know, and, you know, but I have to go take a test or something like that. Yeah. But it was my way of saying goodbye. Right. It turned off by itself. That was it. Never came on again. Never came on again. <clears throat> so that was her, I think, in my interpretation. She was sticking around. She wanted to hear me say goodbye. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything, any other stories. Yes, there is. There's one I'm forgetting. Well, I'm sure you didn't forget it. Okay, what is it? Which the one, one about the dark entity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it, do you? I will. Um, well, I mean, you know, don't stress yourself out over it or anything. I mean, if it's really... You know, no, it's just not a pleasant... I know, well... Um, you know, in, in the beginning of the show, in the beginning of the show, you know, I talked about that, that 
entity was in the closet, which that creeped me out. But as a little boy, it was kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of stretching your thoughts to remember the whole situation and you kind of remember the voice. And it was a voice. What I saw, and that's the key word, is I saw an entity. I don't know if you can, can you see the hair standing up on my arms? <laughs> um, now, and this has been debated, you know, were you asleep? No, I wasn't asleep. Um, I was wide awake. The house was dark. Yeah, now, let's back up a minute. This is back at Little Beaver, right? Yes, the it's Little Beaver apartment. The same house with the dog and the kids and, you know. Well, let me... Let me back up a little bit further, right. because I, I, I think it might have, I don't know if it originated from when, when we moved back from Arkansas in 2000, uh, was it two, no, 2001, we ended up living with my mom's house, and we had this old TV, and I shit you not, it would turn on. And literally, like, someone was pushing the button, it would go six, 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 flash one, two, three times, turn off. Wait a minute. You mean the figure six would come on the screen? Yeah. Like, someone was punching in the, the channel 666. That's the way it would happen. It would it'd be like someone was punching in the numbers 666. Oh, can you see that? <laughs> the hair on his arms is dancing. Um... <laughs> So the the actual numbers would appear on the screen. Yes. And it would flash. It would flash three times. And then shut off. And then shut off. Um and well, I don't think no. Well, it's a good story to tell, but I was gonna say maybe I brought it with us, but I don't, it didn't bring it it was it's still there. It's still there to this day, it's still that there. That same T V is still in the house? Uh no, the entity. Over at my mom's oh. house. Um so there's an entity over there too. Yes. Oh. And um Lacey was woken up one night, someone called her name three times. And we our our bedroom was right across the the hall from my sister and her friend. They they lived in a, a room together. And <clears throat> you know, let's see. They were 13, maybe. You know, they were kids. You know, so she thought it was just them being practical jokers. Mm -hmm. Well, when she ran into the room, and they were both sound asleep, you know, and Rebecca is a big girl, and Sammy, she was a big girl. So in order for them to, like, try to huff it back, you know, because it came from outside the window. Oh, jeez. So in order for them to, like, huff it around the house, through the front door, into the bedroom, jump in bed, because they were such big girls, they would be, like, out of breath. They were asleep. So, um, let me even back up a little bit further than that. When Lacey was pregnant with Jaden, Lacey used to feel this evil entity. And she would see it standing at the, the foot of the bed, just this black entity. And now that I'm thinking about it, I, I wonder if it's the same black entity. I hope not, because I know what that means. Um, <clears throat> but 
she said that she felt like it was trying to come and take Jaden, to take Jaden's soul. And Lacey doesn't have no religious preference, so she doesn't have that symbolism. She just kind of, you know, you're not going to take my baby kind of thing. So anyway, to make a very long story short, she pretty much told the entity, you know, you're not taking my baby, you know, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And after she had Jaden, the entity disappeared. Were you still at your mother's house then? No, we were at an apartment with uh, Lacey's mom. The three of us shared an apartment. The Little Beaver apartment? No, that was... Oh, uh, apartment? It was on C Avenue in Hesperia. Oh. And then we jumped to... From there, we, we moved to my mom's house, and that's where the 666 thing happened in the voices. And then from there, we moved to Little Beaver. <clears throat> and the the final year of living at that apartment... There was an entity that came into my room. Now, mind you, all the lights were turned off. So this creature was blacker than pitch black. If, if that's, if you can imagine that in your mind. Well, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. <clears throat> and, um, it woke me up, called me by my middle name, which to this day it still doesn't make sense because my, my family, my blood family calls me by my, my middle name. They don't call me David, you know. And so I, I never, to this day, I haven't made the connection why this, this entity called me by my middle name instead of calling me David because everybody else in the world knows me as David. And it was saying something, you know, um, like it was coming in peace and it's a, it was an angel, it was a peaceful angel. And... I picked up on a vibe right away. I, I picked up on evil, just <clears throat> real evil. Well, it was a massive dark thing. You know, that was probably a clue. Right. So I confronted him. I said, you're not a peaceful entity. And it gave an evil demonic laugh. And at that point, now... And, and we discussed this on different uh, different show. You know, there's different variations of of protection. You know, uh, you know, like the Wiccans. You know, they they sage the house, and you know, they they put up that protection. Um, I don't know if there's any you know type of words or what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I don't know. Uh, ritual or yeah, words, like a ritual or a yeah, chant yeah. or something like that. That well, you know, it's not a chant, but yeah, you uh, say things to cleanse the the house of evil spirits. Well, and and that's pretty much the same process for you know, and and then there's one um, that was you know you, you surround yourself with the white light and and as a Christian, there's one. It's and it's all the same thing. It's all the same symbol symbology of of what it's supposed to do it's supposed to protect you you know and um i went to to say this phrase and i couldn't finish it because at that point i became still i could not move i could not talk i i couldn't set up i couldn't do anything and so i was trying to say it in my head and the creature laughed again and said it had to be verbal in order for it to be effective. 
Um, and I, I remember it was, it was coming closer and closer to the bed. And then finally at that point, I was able to, I shot up yelling these words and which kind of weird because I didn't wake Lacey up. Lacey slept right through it, but I was literally like yelling, you know, the, the words. And as soon as that happened, the entity just melted into the darkness. Again, it's, it's something that it stood out in pitch black, but you could literally see it fading into the darkness. Right. And, um, knock on wood, that was, that was the last type of incident I ever had. And I really, honestly, truly hope that that stays that way because these aren't enjoyable you know, situations. Right. Okay. Well, I hope that uh, listeners enjoyed our little uh, storytelling session here. And I certainly hope that everyone has a joyful and scary Halloween. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be back tomorrow, I guess, with our regular show. Yes. And I don't know what that's going to be about. but uh, Probably sex. Oh, good, good, good. Haven't had, <laughs> haven't had, talked about sex for a whole week. Okay, so anyway, uh, thank you all for for stopping by to listen and uh, hang in there because we'll be back and uh, we'll say good night for now. So for Terry D. Sure, I am David K. Montoya, and I bid you all a good night. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember any of those, any of that. I mean, I, I know that, yeah, yeah, that's, ooh, that's kind of creepy. That's a good thing I'm, uh, doing this in the middle of the night. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kind of getting a little creeped out, creeping myself out here. But the show must go on, and we've got one more show for you before I send you home, kids. So let's see what is the final show that I'm whapping out is Saturday segments number one. Just say boo. Um, it says recorded a few days before Halloween. Larry talks about new movies to DVDs, then bust into the top 50 best scary horror films ever made all right i i honestly i don't remember i mean it's it's back in 2012 so yeah i don't remember it at all kids so go ahead sit back relax and enjoy saturday segments number one just say just say bull blah blah that's what it should have been called blah blah a lot better been funnier Okay, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Saturday Segments. I'm your host, Larry Walton. What we're going to be talking about during these segments are mainly about entertainment news, what's going on in the entertainment industry, um, different things like what's new on out in the movie theater, what's new on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, current shows that are on TV, and ones that are coming out um, during the fall and winter. I would also like to talk about uh, gossip, movie gossip, Hollywood gossip. So each segment, I'll be talking about a different uh, subject. And first of all, I want to talk about 
new movies that are out right now on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, the first one, I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, you might have, is Dark Shadow with Johnny Depp and Bill Pfeiffer and Eva Green. I've seen it and I saw it in the movie theater and I just saw it the other day on DVD. Uh, I really like, I think, a really good movie. They follow storyline from uh, Dark Shadow back in the 1980s. They follow it pretty well, I think. Um, there are some unique lines in it, some uh, funny parts, but most of all, overall, no, I think it was a good movie. Uh, I think Johnny Depp did a really great, really great job as Barnabas Collins, and Phil Pfeiffer did an excellent job as Elizabeth Collins, and Peter Green did a really good job as uh, Also, there's a few cameos in the movie, I'm not going to give those away, but all in all, I recommend you see it. It's really good, and I enjoyed it very much. Uh, the next one is People Like Us. I just go down the list for one that are out now. The Avengers. I haven't seen this yet. I know it's a really good movie. There's a lot of good uh, reviews from it, and I plan on seeing it for too long. Cabin in the Woods is out. I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen the whole movie, so I want to really uh, look at this movie and see more what what's about. The Hunger Games. I want to see this movie also. Uh, I heard something good. Prometheus. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did see it on uh, Direct TV Cinema on Direct TV. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I got kind of lost in a few places, but for the most part, I thought it was really good. Um, if you're a fan of the Alien movies, um, this is kind of, I guess, a precursor to the Alien movies. Um, I know it's produced by Ridley Scott, who did all the Alien movies, but overall, overall in all, I thought it was really good. Titanic is out on DVD. I've seen Titanic three or four times, and every time I watch it, I really like it. Uh, another one is Madagascar 3. I haven't seen that one. I've seen the first one, and I like it. Um, anyway, I haven't seen Madagascar 3. Okay, now we'll go on to different Blu-ray movies. Um, the first one is Dead Ringer. The next one is Dial M for Murder. I saw that years ago. That's a really good movie. It's a suspense thriller movie. Enemy Mine, a real good movie. I've seen that a few times. Um, this movie is a limited edition, so we'll be out there too long. Find Me Guilty, I haven't seen that one. Ice Station Zebra, I've seen that one years ago. It's, it's a good movie. Um, if you like action adventure, it's a real good movie. Let's talk the horror out. Oh, here's a good one. Max Fletcher, Superman, the, uh, I guess you call them movie serial from the 19, I believe it's the 1930s, 1940s. Um, they're animated movies. They're about, um, maybe about half hour long, but they're really good. I've seen most of them, but I was really impressed by the animation I was seeing back then. Night of the Living Dead is out. This is the one from 1998. Red Dawn is out. Strangers on the Train. Um, some more DVDs are coming out. Um, Fear and Desire. Another one that's just coming out now is called Abraham Lincoln's Vampire Hunter. I've never seen that one. So I don't know what it's like. Uh, another one is called Crooked Arrow. And if you have small children, um, like I have two granddaughters, um, this movie is called Secret of the Wings is coming out. Um, more Blu-ray movies. Um, Blade Runner, the 30th anniversary is coming out. The Penalty, uh, that was made in 1920 during the silent era. And then um, the last one is Bloody Sun, excuse me, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. So if you get a chance, um, you can rent those. Um, get them on Netflix or go to like Redbox or Blockbuster through their kiosk and you can rent these and uh, watch them. Okay, um, tonight, um, since it's Halloween coming up next Wednesday, I thought I would review um, the top 50 horror movies of all time. 
and look these up on the internet one day, uh, 60 days ago. There's some on here that they did, there's some movies I will mention that were on, were not on this list that could have made the top 50 list. Okay, we'll start with number 50 and walk and go down. The first one they have on number 50 is Candyman. Never seen that one. A lot of these I haven't seen because, well, I guess I'm kind of a classic horror movie person. I kind of like the older horror movies. That came out in the 30s and 40s, like Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, uh, the Invisible Man, all of those. Those I kind of like more. The ones they have on this list, I've seen a few of them and I like them, but um, I guess I've liked horror movies ever since I was a kid. My first horror movie I believe I saw was Dracula. And I thought that was that was, that was really well done. Uh, Bela Lugosi was a great actor. Uh, he did Dracula very very well. He was very convincing with Dracula. With the people uh, in his face and his eyes looking into his victims. It was. I thought he was a really good actor. Um, Frankenstein, oh. Frankenstein, the classic all-time movie. The Forest Turtle. I like that movie. I watch it every Halloween. And every chance I get, um, great movie. It was made, I believe, in 1932 or 33. The acting is really well done. It makes it a believable movie. Um, really, really well. Um, I think it's really well done. It keeps you to your seat. The acting is really well. Um, Boris Karloff made an excellent one, Frankenstein. And then the next one, um, the next one after that was Ride of Frankenstein. And that came out, I think, a couple of years or a year later after Frankenstein. Frankenstein gets uh, surprised, but she's not the best of it. It's also a little bit too. Uh, I believe the actor, I can't put the actor's name, and then got both this. Helped uh, Victor Frankenstein look for a female victim and become Frankenstein's bride. Really, just really, really well done. Thought really great. Um, <clears throat> the Wolfman. Werewolf, or wolf, 
and then he turned into a bull, and then he fights Montini Jr., and Montini Jr. becomes a wolfman. It's really well done. The effects, special effects are really well done. How uh, he transforms from a man to a werewolf. Really, uh, it's really a really well done movie. If you've never seen it, or would like to see it. My last favorite, my, my other favorite movie was The Man with Paul Green. Only a few times, but really, really great movie if you want to see also. Okay, let's move on. Um, the next movie uh, on this list is Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The next one is Child's Play of Chucky. Oh, a really good one. This one came out in 1953, that was the year I was born, it's called The House of Black, with Mr. Price. It's really, really good, so don't keep you on the seat also. It's, uh, the main plot is, uh, I guess he's a millionaire, he invites the people up to this house, uh, on the hill, and he pays me to sit in the pay people the amount of money they pay uh, overnight and it's called a So they do and there are some um, really weird things going on like uh, skeletons and people get killed and it's one of those that we to resolve them. The haunting? Um, I don't remember if I seen it or not. This one came out in 1963. Uh, another one was Suspiria. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it came out in 1977. The Birds. Top of Hitchcock. Great movie. The Dancing Birds. I recommend it to see it. It's really, really good. Uh, I won't give away the storyline, but Okay, the next one <clears throat> is The Omen. I've seen that a few times. This is really scary. Really good acting in it. It's one of those uh, movies that will keep you glued uh, to the to the TV screen or the movie theater to the, to the, to the movie uh, screen for the very last second. Let the right one in. I never heard that one. So I don't, that one. Um, don't look now. The next one is Dead Alive. That one I haven't seen. I don't know anything about that. Poltergeist. I've seen a couple times. That scares the pants off. It's really good from beginning to end. Then the next on the list would be uh, The Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one with Freddy Krueger. 
I really haven't seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, I'm not really into the, I don't know, I guess the Flasher movies. <laughs> but, uh, it's on the phone. Next one is Carnival of Souls. Um, 28 Days Later. Jacob's Ladder, The Fly, this is one of the main nightclubs in the game, with Jeff, Gold, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, it, it was a good movie, I liked it, but the original one I liked, uh, about the other one, David Hedison and the Christ, that was really good, the remake, it was, it was okay, it was good, Oh, yeah, I just mentioned Bride of Frankenstein earlier. That's a really great movie. If you want to see it or ever want to see it, I believe um, Halloween Day or Halloween Night, showing these horror movies uh, like Frankenstein, uh, The Wolfman, The Little Man, The Mummy, another movie. Uh, car play the movie, that's a really good movie. These are all on uh, first class movies uh, coming up on uh, Halloween. And I believe over on AMC they're showing two or three of the different, uh, two or three of the uh, Halloween movies. I know they're showing the original Halloween, and I believe they're showing Halloween. Four and five. So if you get any of those uh, first class movies or uh, any of Steve, you want to watch horror movies all day. That's a great show. Um, the next one is uh, Cream. That's enough. Alright, Friday the 13th. I saw that one, I'm not sure if I saw it. The Sixth Sense, that's a really good movie, Bruce Willis. It's kind of a horror movie, I don't know if you can classify as a horror movie or not. Um, I see that, you know. <laughs> I guess it would be classified as a horror movie, I'm not sure, but it's a really great movie. Um, I've seen it a few times. Next one, um, is I. I haven't seen that one. I'm not sure about that. Earlier I mentioned The Mummy came out in 1932 with Warp Um The next one is The Orphanage. The next one is The Hills Have, have Eyes. The next one is called The Other. Um, Day of the Dead. The Ring. Scanners. Um, 
think I've seen that one. And then this one back in 1932 called Free. And then Invasion of the Body Snatcher. This was the 1978 remake. I've seen the one, the original one, and I like the original one. The, the 1978 version was okay, but it didn't compare to the original movie. Paranormal Activity. Now, if you're a fan of all the Paranormal Activity movies, that may be the list. This one is the one from 2007. Um, <coughs> that movie is a kind of movie. Uh, I have nothing against the movie. Just, uh, I don't know, kind of, I've seen kind of previews and just, I don't know, just something like that. I might watch them once a time, but uh, I never really was interested in it. Okay, um... Oh. American Werewolf in London. I've seen that one. Next one is Psycho. Followed it, Doss 
do I like? Golf's 3D, it was okay. Um, Golf's 4, it was okay. Um, but, I don't know. Uh, if you consider that the horror movie, like I said, uh, anyway. Next one is Rosemary's Baby. That's with Mia Farrow. I don't think I ever seen that one. I know uh, my wife owns a red book, and it was pretty, you know, pretty graphic. Pretty graphic movie. I mean, a pretty graphic. One of the movies graphic I heard. And so the, uh, Alien. Oh yeah. That quintessential horror movie. It was made in 1971. I mentioned it earlier when I was talking about Prometheus. Um, and then we started making all the aliens. It's kind of part sci-fi movie, part horror movie. But all in all, I've seen that a few times in the blur. The movie. I like the acting. I get to uh, on the end of your scene also. One of those movies. <laughs> I get to the end of your scene. Chainsaw Massacre. I've never seen it. Like I said, I'm not into the slasher movies like uh, Chainsaw Massacre or Stall or Nightmare on Elm Street. Just too much work for me. I like movies that have a score, some gore, but I don't know. I'm not against the movies. If people want to watch them, it's fine with you. You know, I'm not against them. It's just it's too much more for me. The Thing. This is the remake from 1982 with Kurt Russell. I've seen it. It was okay. I like the original movie. 
from the 1960s to change our maps to play the game. Kenneth Toby.
one, um, I would say the Neonatal Horror, which came out in the 70s, I believe April, I think, I believe, um, like I said, on AMC, they're showing 
Halloween 45. They're showing Halloween. And I believe they're showing the Bride of Frankenstein on AMC. And like I said, in terms of classic movie, they're showing the classic ones like. I'm not showing, showing Dracula, I believe. And they're showing Frankenstein. And they're showing Son of Frankenstein, Dr. Battle Rathbone. Battle Rathbone. And I believe they're showing the Wolfman with Long Chains Jr. And I believe they're showing the Invisible Man also. Now those, like I said earlier, those are the classic ones that I like the most. Oh, another one I was thinking about just now, uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, that's a new movie. Came out early, in the early 50s. They made three of them total. But the first one was really, really good, I thought. Made by Universal Studios. Really good movie. But there's a lot. There's a lot of movies out there. Classic movies, classic horror movies. Uh, like I said, if you want to rent them or buy them, watch them on TV. I've always, I've always liked horror movies, ever since I was a kid. <clears throat> like I said earlier, not so much slasher movies, um, but the classic movies I like a lot. Running out, I'm running out of issues. I'm running out of uh, I talk about science fiction movies too. Um, and I could do talk about some movies that are coming out. Uh, like um, tomorrow, I believe, they're going to come out with a new Bond movie called Skyfall with Daniel, Daniel Craig. From the reviews I've seen, it looks pretty good. Uh, Cloud Atlas is coming out with Tom Hanks and Halle Berry. There's a comedy horror one called uh, Fun Size coming out. And another paranormal movie, Paranormal 4, I believe, is coming out. Those coming out this weekend. Now, I believe, coming out, um, oh, another DVD going to be released in Blu-ray in December is The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I never got to see that. Something, something came up and I never was able to go see The Dark Knight Rises uh, in the theater. But I plan on getting it uh, on DVD when it comes out this holiday, around Christmas. 
Uh, I'm a huge Batman fan. You can ask my wife. You can ask my friends. Uh, my daughters. Even my grandkids know I'm a Batman fan. So, I plan on seeing this uh, when it comes out on DVD. Looking ahead to 2014, the Big T is coming back. I mean, the Big T is in Godzilla. He's coming back. Uh, 2014, all-new movie, they're bringing uh, Godzilla out of retirement. He's been retired for a while at the Final Wars. This is all a brand new uh, uh, Godzilla, brand new Godzilla movie. It's being produced by Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures, I believe. We're going to start working on it next year. Uh, this Godzilla is the one that we all know and love and grew up with. Uh, not the one that uh, was made in the 19, 1990s by uh, Sony Pictures. It was a good movie, but I'm sorry, Godzilla didn't look like a lizard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. They're, really, they're bringing back the classic looking Godzilla in this movie. So I'm looking ahead to 2014, 2014 when Godzilla coming out. I also read that next year Warner Brothers is going to come out with a 3D version of The Wizard of Oz. I believe Warner Brothers is celebrating their 90th anniversary next year. They're going to come out with a 3D version of the Wizard of Oz. I've seen the Wizard of Oz a hundred times. Loved it from beginning to end. Great movie, great cast, great acting. Anyway, it's coming out in the 3D version next year. And then. I've heard, I've also read that Warner Brothers is going to be producing a Justice League movie for release in 2015. I'm also looking forward to the, the next that movie. Um, like I said earlier, my uh, my broadcast, I haven't seen the Avengers yet, but I want to. And I am looking forward to seeing the Justice League movie coming out in 2015. Let's see. Um, that's a lot of movies coming out. I can't think of them all right now. But plan on seeing Godzilla, like I said, and then the uh, Justice League movie coming out. Oh, also, uh, there is an animated 
Batman movie called The Dark Knight. It's not The Dark Knight Rises or anything. It's a, uh, a movie uh, with uh, a more brawnier looking Batman and a female Robin to wear glasses. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the comic book before, I believe it was on the comic book, but this movie is out now on DVD, I believe. And the name of it again is uh, The Dark Knight, and I would like to, I would like to see that also. <clears throat> A lot of movies out there. Uh, <laughs> I, can't name them all, um, just the ones I've talked about and gone over on the list. But if you like movies, you know, go out there and look for them. On your local movie theater. Go to the kiosk for Blockbuster and Redbox. A lot of movies out there. Oh, I know what I want to talk about before I, uh, my, my time is up. Well, I mentioned earlier about Dr. Frank Shadows. Johnny Depp. Uh, I guess that's a great movie. I'm not sure how many of you are older or older like me, but if you remember Dark Shadows when it was on TV from 1966 to 1971. True story. We used to almost run home every day to watch this TV series. It was a topic for football. We used to rush home every day to watch it. Sit on my TV and watch it. I get scared. I love it. Could wait for the next episode. Back then, when it was made, it was taped live, so it wasn't edited or anything. So you might see if you ever want to buy the DVDs of Dark Shadows, buy them. They're really good. You would see, like, the sound boom, the microphone boom, in a, in a shot. Or you would see somebody walking across the set while they were filming. Or the actors would mess up their lines. 
that happened a lot. They forget their lines or send their lines wrong. Well, they didn't have the time to move over again until the one time thing. So if they messed up, they just have to keep going on. It was great. <laughs> really great. And then after it was over, the last uh, season was in 1971. They made two movies House of Dark Shadows and Night of Dark Shadows with the, uh, some of the original cast from the TV series. I love that show. I really did. Like I said, I can wait to go home and see it. It's in front of my TV and watch in the black and white. Until a few, a few years later, they changed it from black and white to color. But that was okay. I still love this. Great movie. I mean, Great TV series. It was only off for five years. A lot of the actors have uh, come and gone. Uh, recently, Jonathan Fred, who played Barnabas Collins, passed away. I believe it was in April. Good storylines. Secret rooms. Ghosts, werewolves, vampires, witches, you name them, they had it on that show. It was really great. And then, I believe in the 1990s, could be wrong, but the 1980s, they, re they redid it, um, Dark Shadows, all new cast. Um, it was good, but not good as the original. To me, uh, the original is always best. I don't think you can copy the original or do any better than the original, with a few exceptions. Like uh, Batman or uh, Superman or the Avengers, or anything like that. There's some exceptions out there, but uh, you never can outdo the original. Like, uh, coming up believe this week uh, they're going to do a new version of the monster called Rocking Bird Lane. I have uh, reservations about this. Um, I have no idea what it's going to be like or how good it's going to be or how that's going to be. But my next broadcast, I will report to you 
and give you a uh, overview on Mockingbird Lane. So we'll see how good or how bad it is. I'm not, I'm not gonna really know until I watch it. So like I said, nothing to beat the original. Like the original monster was on for two years. Love the character, love the show. I love Spock. Frank Lynn was excellent from him. Al Lewis was excellent as Grandpa. Yvonne Carlos was excellent as Lily. Butch Patrick was excellent as Eddie. And the first Marilyn, Beverly Owens, I liked her. The second Marilyn, um, she was okay. I liked her. But my all-time favorite Marilyn was Beverly Owens. Oh yeah, Pat Priest was the second Marilyn. Um, I like her, but um, if I remember right, Beverly Owens uh, got married to the producer of the show, and she never came back. So they replaced her with Pat Priest. So, like I said, I'm having reservations about this new uh, Mockingbird Lane TV series. And, like I said, I will do an overview of good points and bad points about it. I've seen the previews. I don't know. Previews really don't tell you that much, so you actually watch it down and watch it. So we will see what happens. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to me. I appreciate your time and attention. Hope you will continue listening to my weekly podcast. Also, uh, I'm going to do a little plug for the world of myth. My friend Dave Montoya is the CEO. You can find it on the web at www.theworldofmyth.com. If you like poetry, which I do. If you like artwork, which I do. If you like reading stories, which I do. You'll like this online magazine. It comes out once a month. A lot of people contribute to it. Uh, my friend Dave contributes to it. My friend Terry Shearer contributes to it. www.theworldofmyth.com and also 
later on, you can check out Myth Mart. That's M Y T H M A R T. Uh, they're now selling uh, t shirts, uh, apparel, uh, comic books. Storybooks, I believe. We also get a chance to um, check out Myth. Uh, <laughs> um, Myth Mart. M Y T H M A R T. Okay, well, um, said I thank you for listening to me. Uh, this is Saturday Segments. My name is Larry Walton. And do come back and listen to me again. I'll be talking more about uh, entertainment business. Uh, maybe a little gossip once in a while. Uh, new movies that are out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Current movies that are out now on uh, in theaters. And I will do some reviews on TV shows that I've watched. So until then, thank you for listening to me again. And remember, Saturdays are always great. The weekend is great, and I hope you appreciate me being on here. Thank you. Tell your friends about our podcast. I have a podcast. My friend Dave has a podcast. I believe a person, I can't think of a person's name, um, they do a show from Burbank. This show from Hesperia, California, on the upper desert in Southern California, three hours from Los Angeles, actually two and a half hours from Los Angeles, and about three hours from Las Vegas. Tell your friends, tell your family, have a safe and happy Halloween, hope your kids have fun. I hope all you listeners have fun uh, watching um, the movies that I talked about earlier on uh, AMC and uh, Turner Classic Movies. And like I said, there's a lot of movies out there to buy them. Until then, I will talk to you again. Be safe, be happy, and be good to each other. Thank you for listening. All right, kids. Yeah, yeah, those were some, I mean, yeah, it was dated. It was dated, but it was still fun. I, I, I wonder how Larry's doing. I haven't talked to Larry in forever. Larry, if you hear this, give me a call. Text, drop me a text message, email. I'd like to hear how you're doing. I haven't heard from you in forever. All right, kids. Thank you so much for coming in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Flashback Fridays. It's It's been fun. 
So I am your host, David K. Montoya. Blah, blah. Come back next week. And we will do it all over again. And we pull three more episodes from the JZO Modcast podcast archives. And we'll dust off the Wayback Machine maybe tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but next time. And we'll see what we pull up. All right, kids. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Enjoy. And I'll see you next week on Flashback Fridays. <laughs>